Zach. Rosin. So, just just this past day, I was listening to um, We Are Finally Podcast. Why would you ever do that? I don't wait. Hold on, one one minute. Hold on. Not recording. I, recording, wait. bro. You're not here. Hold on. So so I was I was listening to oh, God damn it YouTube app not now. Hold on. Yes. Oh no. Oh god. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Okay. Mm. So I was listening to We Are Finally Podcast. Why would you ever do that, Rosin? Because. Because. Be, so, I was listening to We Are Finally podcast. Why would you do that, Rosin? And I saw that there were only 10 episodes in the feed. It went from episode what? 13 to episode 4. That bothered me a lot. I was like, why is that happening? That's not how many episodes we've made. Yeah. We didn't start at episode 4. And I was like, yo, where's the original trilogy? What the fuck, George Lucas? So, can the Silent Hill 2 be heard, by the way? Is, is that... Yes, is, oh, I can okay, hear it. Okay, yeah, I, I hear. just want to make sure. Um, and then... <laughs> Let me interrupt the momentum of my joke to make sure it's working. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Are we rolling? Yeah. Now, so... So... Anyways, so then I was like, hey, that's not... That's not right. So, I went to WordPress.com in the settings, and I saw that our RSS feed limit was at 10, 10 items... To 10 most recent items, and I was like, that's not right. So I upped it to 150. But Zach. Rosin. That means we only got 150 episodes before we have to abandon this iTunes feed. We oh, now no. know our lifespan. The ever, ever ominous threat of, of like, the death of this show is upon us. So after we reach 150, we have to just make a second feed called We Are Podcast. What about We Were Podcast? That's that's the third one. Um, Wait, what the... Once uh, once we reach uh, episode shut, shut 300... Shut the fuck up, Super Eyepatch Wolf. Um, I didn't click on you. That, I'm... Oh. I like your videos, Eyepatch Wolf. If you're listening, I'm, I'm sorry. You just... He's not. No, he's not. You know what? He might one day. Maybe he'll listen to episode 300. Oh. That, that was a vanquish. What the fuck, man? Stop. Don't do this. That, that's not me. Who could that be? Hey. Who broke into what? our house? Is that, break in it. is that... Is that... I came through the front door. Fuck off, man. I, I, like, I, I'm, I'm hearing something about anime going on. That was a rabid noise. Anyways. Yeah, so... Hey. Hey. Don't, so we... Don't. Don't hate me, man. After after a lot of a lot of pressure from the fans of We Are Finally Podcast, we decided to bring the all star cast of episode eight our probably our pe- the peak of our existence. You you put a gun to my head and said, Johnson, come back to WAP or I'll pull the trigger. Don't, so I came back on. Don't question my methods, Johnson. Alright. So we have Ryborg. Yes. And we have Johnson. Uh, Kanbawa, my guys. Uh, Kanbawa, Johnson, son. Kanbawa. 
I took I took a, a Japanese class. I know what that means. That's how she greeted did, us did every really? night. Also, yes, yes. Oh, okay. I also. It did. was a night sure. class, so Kanbanwa was how she greeted us every class. I uh, I took a modern Japanese history course that was a night thing, but it was just the guy basically talking about how he lived in Japan for a time in his youth, and he was a cool old dude. He really did not like weebs. <laughs> My teacher was garbage. Moving on. Nice. Nice. So, Ryborg, how's life? Uh, good, really good. Um, closing in on finishing up my my degree. Uh, some people may call it useless, but I don't find it so. Um, art art is good. Don't worry about it. Yeah, right it's now. it's for drawing and printmaking, which is printmaking especially is a little more useful. Because that's how you print, type. Yeah. Whether or not it's modernized or not, you know, you still need people to run it. There's, there's like tons of print shops across the United States. So uh, it's a really interesting field that I've gotten myself into. Um, and now it's partially my major, and um, which I got an internship doing at the university's press. So I'll learn how to do it as a professional, not just as an artist. Because when you're printing as an artist, something might happen while you're printing or making the image that you'll just be like, oh, no, it looks cool anyway, so fuck it. So like, as a professional, you can't do that. The yeah. artist wants a certain image a certain way. So you have to be very controlled and deliberate as opposed to welcoming accidents. I have that same thing with uh, the video internship i had or like video production internship i had of like hey when you're making dumb fun youtube videos about video games it's like yeah i can fuck up a line and no one's really gonna give a shit then like when you're making an instructional video that like will depend on if someone can pay their thousands of dollars worth tuition in time it's like hey might not want to make it uh might not want to half-ass that so yeah yeah and uh, I'm taking a bookbinding class over summer, which I started playing around with it uh, before I took this class because my mentor teaches the class because he's a he's a master bookmaker and printer. So I was like, I want to do this. Can you show me how to do it? And you show me how to do it. Now I'm taking a class where I have to not only bind the book or make the book function. I have to make content for a book as an artist. So I have to think about um, the structure of the pages, the rhythm of how someone will go through it, how you know you how printing can affect one side of the sheet of the paper to the other, how that could make you know the image more interesting and stuff like that. And how you do things thematically without being like, because a lot of the people turn in like, we call it kish, which just means cliche, but like, some guy literally turned in a book that was like, don't judge a book by its cover. And it's like, are we not smarter than that? Like, that that's kind of the thing, is that you don't want to turn that in because you can get back great because it's, it's, a, it's a shitty premise. Ryborg, I have an idea for a book to be bound. Oh, yeah? Okay, so 
What if millennials are like zombies? But Pokemon but Pokemon Go is the virus. Oh my god. I have an idea. <laughs> That's really good. I Rebel, support that Rebel, idea. I have, an, I have an idea. I have an idea. Uh-huh. If if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's, that's my book. That's the that's a hard that's a hard book. Well, too bad. Oh, you don't like it? No, because. Oh, is that is that like jabbing me saying I didn't like this guy's book because it's a bad premise? I mean, it was more just like I was trying to think of other like you know like a platitude similar. Oh, to, like, oh, like my cover. Like, but oh, okay. <laughs> like oh, what the no, fuck, Zach? <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was just trying to go for like you know childhood lesson type thing. Oh, Zach, okay, okay. yeah, trying to play oh. along. But I guess I'm the fucking villain of this arc now. <laughs> Jesus, sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Whoops. Hey, I'll Rosin, gladly become Rosin a demon. Rosin put me on the Breath of the Wild. Uh, <laughs> Fifty-five episodes in. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I sound just like Zach. It's fine. Don't with don't j- insult yourself like that, buddy. Hey, it's me, Zach. <laughs> no, but like yeah, what I what I aim to do, what I aim to do with like I did a Japanese bind without because that was that was the last assignment. We learned uh, several different Japanese binds where, comparatively to Western binds, it's held by glue or it's sewn into the cover. Whereas the Japanese, it's sewn into the cover, but it's not, there's no glue. You don't need anything like that unless you're doing a hardcover where you need to glue fabric onto it. But it's all, it's all held together by string. And it's, it's, it's a structural and at the same time a decorative uh, style of binding. So I'm definitely excited to study that more. And I'm thinking I maybe get an MFA, but I don't know. I'll have to see. If, I, if I'm one of those lucky few, that gets that 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 full ride offer, I'd take that in a heartbeat, but I'll see. Because um, I'd definitely be interested in pursuing something further. But, yeah, that's that's my college update. I like talking about that kind of stuff. So. I'm so glad I'm done. Oh, by the way, since last WAFP, I'm, I'm done. Okay, uh, yeah, that's good. I never have Great to job. go back ever, ever, ever. Congrats. Uh, I'm, I'm still in school. Still studying computer science. Hey, that's... I did that, and then I jumped ship. I mean, sometimes I want to die, but sometimes it's yeah. fun. And... Oh, I was, I, was, I was animation. I was like, I was a digital media animation major, and I just fucking changed it to studio art. So I was here, like... Here's my thing, Johnson. I was with What's you. Up? I was on your path. Then I got the one commission. Oh, what was that? Um, I don't know, but it ended up with me being working for some dude at like five in the morning, and I wanted to die. And I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm done. This is peace." I like I got my first real deal, real world crunch time, and I'm like, "Ah, this is yeah, fuck this. Nope, done, 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 done. Nope." Um, there was some other context around that, but like I got to like feel the crunch. Of like the type of stuff specifically I was looking at, and I was like, "Yeah, no, can't, can't, uh, can't bring uh, I, myself to do that." I haven't, I haven't gotten to that point yet. Oh yeah, uh, I have. Uh, with we shall wake. Oh yeah, you you work on that. 
I worked on it. Oh, okay. Actually, hold and, on. Well, well I, I will say I, I, I switched to social media, which is what I eventually, like, you know, did all my stuff yeah. in. So that's where yeah. that story ends. But give us an update, because I've not heard much about We Shall Wake in the recent times. What, what's been going on with that? Uh, I don't know. Since <laughs> okay. about a year ago, because yeah. I don't work on it. A year ago. The guy, the guy blocked me, so... Whatever. Oh, he blocked. Uh, Wait, was that? Yeah, because because he would give me these unrealistic fucking deadlines for no money. No, because I I wanted to know because I followed him on Twitter for a little bit, and then I was like, this guy's kind of an asshole, and then I stopped. Yeah. I was yeah, wondering what was up with the game. So like, here's the thing: I was interested in the game, and like that dude's tweets kind of got me a little a uh, little off the hype train, but. Yeah, and all he does is bitch about how artists don't work hard, and it's like, Woof! yeah, buddy, you have no idea. Oh, I code, I animate, and it's like, buddy, you have no idea. Yikes! He's Ryborg. Just accept your exposure. Oh, yeah, God. exactly. Yeah, it's like, thing. buddy, especially when look, like when you're given like a tight little area to work within, it, it's yeah. it's hard, especially because you need to make a good design or something right and it takes time Mm -hmm. time is the most valuable resource here it's it's not necessarily it's also my mental state because it's like dude i can't stay up till 5 a.m working on this fucking design i have class i'm a student i'm a full-time student i work like it's ridiculous that you're and then you're not gonna pay me he of all people should probably know this because like Programmers to a lot like I, I I think artists get hit with it way fucking more because people don't understand how hard art shit is and like taxing on people and also hey if people work for something fucking pay them you know but like programmers yeah. get shit too where it's like oh can you just code this thing and it's like yeah pay me you know like he he should of all people know like hey dude pay people for their work you know and yeah that's not great if he's doing that so I'm glad we heard news about this game. So for then, anyone listening that is curious about the status of We Shall Wake. That's it. Which is, I think there's only 200 people following that Twitter account, but. I've never heard of it before. It's uh, it's an indie character action game that was like high speed, like adrenaline rush. Type you know what's a funny, okay, here's a funny thing about it. what he told, what I asked him about, I was like, oh, do you like, what, you like dumb been in a devil may cry and stuff like that and he's like no actually i i designed it after prototype <laughs> i was like and then i looked at it again and i saw like the grabs and stuff and i was like oh, oh yeah my god you're right this this is what dude fuck. from everything i've seen that totally makes sense that's oh that's a fucking prototype-esque game yeah it's prototype it's not don't make crime it's it's Prototype. You look at it closely. It's, it's, it's prototype like with prototype. combos. Yeah, it's prototype with combos. Huh. That's funny. Because they kind of embraced the character action thing after a while, it seemed like. Yeah, they did after a while. But like the 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 Virgil hair yeah. thing on the naked model. It had cool ideas. And like when you play that demo, it works. Like it's a game. But I don't expect it to like, ever come. But out, it's just so. like it has no funding, and if you're not gonna pay people to design stuff, it's like, yeah, it's gonna take ten years. And that kid's like, he's a kid. He's like twenty. He's like nineteen. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Then that's not gonna get done. Like, <laughs> young. Uh, 
That's probably he probably he probably doesn't have money to pay anyone. He shouldn't probably yeah, be no. making a commercial game in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a mess. I mean, we got it. We got a couple cool. Uh, we got a cool tech demo out of it, and a few cool trailers. I yeah. guess. But I mean, I guess. I, then, guess he can, I guess he can use that in his resume or some shit. You know. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but like, here's another, and then another one. The the other one, the guy paid me. Like, I like working with him, but all my stuff got scrapped. So, whatever. People undervalue yeah. art and how uh, yeah. how valuable it undervalue, is. Undervalue uh, quality. Not only in OER, it's like when, when something is, is of, of a good quality, people undervalue it, in which we go into a larger conversation that I don't feel like it. Because we have to talk about anime, Johnson. We got to talk about the hot seasonal anime. Like Guilty Gear. Oh. Like Guilty Gear. Yes, but let's talk about seasonal anime that I've been watching because fuck, man. Ah yes, moving from critical theory of art to anime. This, this is where it is. This is, what this is where it goes, man. This is where the recording stops again. Hey, Wait, is, has it stopped? That never happened. Hold on, can you check? No, we're still going. We're, we're thirty-five minutes strong. Thank fucking god! But everyone uh, go by. We shall wake. Is what you should get now. Uh, <laughs> that game's never coming oh. out, anyways. In terms of seasonal anime, I've been watching. I've been watching. Uh, recreators that's i i want to say it's like the it's like a weird fate stay night type of thing where like don't compare these two things dude i'm gonna compare those two things because it's fucking it they're kind of similar but like uh one of the human characters i guess like summons uh or at least like some some entity summons video game anime or and light novel characters into the real world and like they have this battle royale type of shit i don't i don't really get what what was going on for like i think like episode one and two were like were where i was interested in and then three onward i wasn't really that interested mostly because of the fact that they kept talking nobody was fighting recreators is all right but anyway uh there's also Aramanga Sensei. Absolutely terrible show. I talked about this once. I can't believe I have to talk about it again. It's okay. The recording... We're not supposed to reference that. No, it's okay. Our okay. second recording after the first one failed is still okay. <laughs> it's really fucking hot in my house, man. But I'm just really agitated. But man, fuck Aramanga okay. Sensei. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not giving a. Per- uh, I'm not giving a plot synopsis for this show because fuck this show. It makes anime look bad. Whoa! I mean, it's it's already <laughs> never bad. Been done but, before. I mean, I mean, it's already bad. Don't get me fucking wrong here. All right, but this goes down to a whole new shitty level. All right, it's done by the R.A. emo guy. So you already know oh, what it is. You oh, already geez. know what it is. Okay. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. So it's perfect, no. I, I I still I I am still watching this show because Why? I'm too I'm too fucking deep into it, man. No, that's gotta, not how that works. You I gotta just I gotta stop. let people know. That but by watching by watching it, everyone else like the people back back at at thing. I don't even remember. Japan. The, yeah, yep. All of Japan looks at <laughs> that that Johnson watched it, and they're like, "Well, we gotta keep pumping out more." 
I guess I'll watch those too then. Oh, geez. Johnson, jeez. Oh, Johnson, gone. I got some. I got some breaking ass news. Oh, I'm not ready for it. I need to watch this set. Well, Street Fighter Five, but yeah, the boy. Uh, who's the boy? Snake Eyes. Yeah. Beat Knuckle Do Guile. Oh, thank God. Well, finally. Well, Zangief is really strong in Street Fighter Five. Well, I mean, but, but it's Guile. Yeah. This is the most seamless transition between topics that we've had in this podcast. Well, since the last one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just didn't mention that. No, we can be done with anime. Actually, unless yeah. Johnson has anything Wait, else no. to say. Well, I had some. I was going to mention them. I'm not going to talk too much about them. Okay. But they're, they're all really good. Uh, I watched... Uh, that, this is so oh, stupid. You tell me this shit's better than your manga sensei. What the yeah, fuck? Uh, yeah, <laughs> almost, almost as if it is. Um, I watched two OVAs. Uh, do I watch three? Did I watch three OVAs? I watched three OVAs. I watched two fifty-minute ones. They were both based on um, Masamune Shiro manga, which is the guy that wrote Ghost in the Shell. For anyone wondering, uh, and the two OVAs were called uh, Black Magic M sixty six, which is about these uh, super cyborgs that are super androids or something like that that uh, are basically made to be weapons, and they basically just have to stop what it's trying to target, which is the creator's granddaughter, because they fucked up the program. That's kind of the fun plot of it and then there's uh apple seed not the not the not the the 3d one yeah i'm but i'm the, only familiar with that one but the 80s like regular animated one yeah that's fun it's like a buddy cop between uh, a girl and a giant robot so that's enjoyable that sounds very similar to pat labor it- no because because uh, the robot has a personality. It's a robot. Uh, it's, not, yeah. it's not a mech. True. True. Um, which also two two uh, two Palabore movies directed by Mamoroshi uh, are really good. Yeah, that's done by the Ghost in the Shell uh, movie yeah. guy. Mamoroshi also just great director overall. Yep. And then uh, the other OVA I watched was Record of Lodos War, which is D and D the anime. And it's it's awesome. I feel like I've heard it. I've I've always heard of that, and I never really knew what it was. It's so good. Like it's really good. It's a really good story. It's well animated. It's just awesome. You know what's really weird? This is very specific. Sometimes I get this. Every time I I I hear record of Lodos War. I think of Slayers for some reason. No, it's like... It's, Uh-oh. <laughs> it's and I don't know Slayers why. Slayers is like goofy and fun. Whenever I think, whenever I see like Fire Emblem armor, I just think of Slayers. Yeah, I know, right? Like, it's, it's <laughs> so like... So dumb looking. Uh, Are we talking about like... I haven't seen We're talking Slayers. about classic Fire Emblem. Man, right? I haven't seen yeah. Slayers in forever. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now they just look like UFOs. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm, I like, I'm, digging, I'm digging Echoes. So. Yeah, I was about to say Echoes. No, I was talking about like Awakening and Awakening stuff. Yeah, and Fates. Yeah, yeah Fates. I, I, I wasn't digging it. At all. Echoes, Echoes art design really, really strong though. I'm digging it. 
I, I like the fact that they actually like match up with like the NPCs. They're like really consistent with like NPC characters, you know? Yeah, where it's like in Awakening, they would you you would talk to an NPC and you just look like a fucking idiot. You look fucking stupider and cooler than you look the like. NPC. Yeah, you look like you were from the future, and then it's just some guy in a straw hat, and you're like, this is totally inconsistent. <laughs> that was like my biggest problem with the, with the that art, but that's it. So, fuck fates. Go We're going out of order. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I've been playing Mass Effect. No, the iPod. Speaking of aliens, let's just let's just skip straight to emails. Yes, we email first and then podcast. Spe- speaking of aliens, yeah, aliens, alien covenant. Okay, right. Alien- tell me about alien, alien covenant. covenant. Uh, I don't know absolutely nothing about this. Actually, that's so fine. I'm I'm I am an alien fan. Let's say that. I love I love alien. I love aliens. That's some nerd uh, shit. Alien Alien is a fantastic horror movie set in space. It's very good. And then Aliens is a fantastic action movie. Yeah. It's also very good. Alien Covenant like Prometheus uh falls in a lot of ways. Because uh it's a lot of problems I have with like Rogue One where it's like I don't care about this cast. Like I just don't care about these characters at all. They're doing nothing to make me care uh about anyone's movie. It's like, oh Danny McBride's in it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like So fantasy, he's a pilot, and it's like, okay, yeah, just like Dallas from fucking Aliens, yeah, I get it. It's a reference, right? There's a lot of thing and shit in this movie where you're just like, oh yeah, they're gonna do the thing like from the other movies. Oh, I, they did the thing from the other movies. Holy fuck! I have a question. What? So, I heard, and I read the plot summary, and it seemed this way. But I mean, like you know, Wikipedia plot summaries can sometimes be vague, and it was a. Mm-hmm. I, I checked right after the movie came out; it wasn't fully developed. I don't even think yet. But from my impression I've gotten from this movie, they met in in their attempt to quote unquote alienate or separate themselves as much from Prometheus as possible. They did jack shit of that. Well, okay, so but no, but here's the thing. They did a fucking bad so job. So here, here's of that the thing though. I heard that they do and don't at the same time because so correct me if I'm wrong. They've killed off any possibility from any of the at least admittedly somewhat interesting questions from that movie being answered ever? Yep. Oh yeah. 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 That that's yeah. what I was referring to because oh. that's the one thing Prometheus kind of has going for it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to make this point. And the problem Prometheus... with that movie is that it leaves it off with a very bad cliffhanger. Yeah. No, well, there's some other aspects of it that are uh kind of bad, but I, I where you're just like where stuff happens and you're like why, like wait why 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 are you doing this? But but like, I've heard that in the but, first ten minutes of Covenant they completely shit all over any of those questions and we're never getting answers. Uh, yeah, pretty much because uh, Alien Covenant, if anything, it feels like an alien movie. It's space truckers. They, you know, they fight aliens. Mm-hmm. It's alien, I guess. But what 
was interesting about Prometheus was all these questions about creation and 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 humans playing gods and stuff like that. That was what was robots playing God. Yeah, and stuff like that. It was, that's what was kind of evocative about it. Others, uh, uh, you know, thematically, whereas uh, Covenant is just boring. It's just kind of there. It's like a okay movie. I, yeah, I heard it was at least like it wasn't terrible. It was at least it's not offensively bad, but it's yeah. just like it's predictable and just not really special or memorable at all. So save your ten dollars. <laughs> you don't need to see this movie. Watch Boss Baby instead. Yeah, yeah. Watch Watch Boss Baby. I heard Boss that. Baby. Dragon Lolly. I heard that the new alien, because there's like a new alien though, right? What do you mean? Like, I, I heard that there's an alien in that movie. Like, it's a slight variant on the Xenomorph. Like, it's not exactly the Xenomorph. It's like a slightly different thing. Yeah, it's like a white one. Yeah, I heard that. I heard at least the design was cool. Yeah, that was okay. The CG Xenomorph looked pretty alright. I'll say that. That's good. Uh, but like, and then that last, the, the ending part kind of was felt rushed and it was like, yeah. Well, they want to make like, Ridley Scott wants to make like four more of these. I don't know if you know that. He likes Cena. He's like 88. Like he can, they just need to like tell him no. Can't wait for Blade Runner 2. Is he directing that? I think he is. Oh, oh. boy. No, you know, God, like, can we just like leave things alone? No. As a culture, no? We have to commercialize everything? No, we can't. Okay, so... And also I heard about... Because uh, I think Neil Blumkamp was supposed to make an alien movie, but that got canned, apparently. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I know I know that Covenant used to be Prometheus 2, and then they kind of like were like, okay, we need to do something else because people don't no, know. No, it was, it, was, it was supposed to be called... No, it was supposed to be called Alien Paradise Lost or something like that. Yeah, that's that's right. They it were did like, start as Prometheus 2, though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it did start as that, and they made Alien like Paradise Lost or something like that. Wait, no, but... Because the, then there's also a trailer that has a reference to Paradise Lost or something, I think, too. And I'm the like, movie has a... No, the movie has a reference to Paradise Lost. You the can't do that a, if you change the name! No, the movie The movie also has a, a reference to Ozymandias That's uh, like Return, that's like like, return dude, of the like, Jedi being like, ah, yes, the revenge of the Jedi. You can't do it. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> dude, whatever. Uh, yeah, it was just just okay. Like it was like, all right, whatever. Michael Fassbender's an amazing actor. I get it. So that was Alien Covenant, and it was kind of. But speaking of things happening in outer space, the guilty gears yeah. came from outer space. We can talk about Mass Effect. So I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen again. <laughs> Now, that's a segue into which section you decide. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda is probably probably the harshest like drop of a game I thought I would love I've ever done. Nice. Um, 20, I did not finish it. <laughs> 2017, man. One of them had to be bad. Yeah. One of them had to be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know, like, what can I even say at this point that hasn't been said already? Because, you know... 
I wasn't on the last podcast, so it's been a while since I've uh, spoken my thoughts on the video games I've been playing, but... I also wasn't on the last podcast. Jeez, hmm. um... <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, man, I don't know. So, Mass Effect Andromeda was so bad that it's apparently put the series on ice for now. Yep. Uh, that sucks, but also, yeah, I can see why. That game... I'm kind of a little upset. Rosin, maybe you've noticed this about me. I feel like every time I have an issue with something, I run into the problem of the conversation is dominated by, like, people focusing on something stupid. Yeah, I can feel that. And I feel that with this, because it's like, all anyone wanted to talk about was, oh, but the glitches and the facial animations are bad. Oh. But, like, it's like a writing thing with it, too, isn't it? This game is so soulless and has no creativity behind it whatsoever. It is a boring retread of everything we did in the original trilogy, painted around the... Like, the concept is... Hey, let's go to a new galaxy and discover new worlds and new species. You discover one new non-hostile alien species in the course of this fucking game. And everything else is just the same shit from the previous games. And it's just uh, semi-open world areas you do fetch quests in again. And I'm fucking... I can't do it right now. I I, I feel like for context's sake... Zach is not one of those people that is, like, mad all these years later about the Mass Effect 3 ending. <laughs> you liked the ending, uh, didn't you, actually? I love Mass Effect 3, and I thought the ending was fine. Okay. Yeah, I'm I, a that's, huge that's, that's Bioware me. fan. That's me, man. I'm like, dude, you guys are making, like, mountains out of anthills. Like, it's not that bad. Yeah. No, like, like, you, you are you people, are ignoring Because the there are journey. a lot of people that had yeah. the fucking daggers out for this game, no matter what it would have done, because oh, of that I, I was super hyped for this game um i'm a huge i'm a huge bioware fan uh i like dragon age a bit more than mass effect and i'll get to that in a second um but i love mass effect i love the entire mass effect trilogy i've played all three of those games multiple times and i was totally ready to just have a fresh start and discover new alien species and and have that Mass Effect 1 experience again with like a better gameplay to it you know but this game is just so it honestly feels like a cash-in, which is weird, because, I mean, I know it took years to make, and obviously a lot of effort, but it really feels like they just kind of went, well, let's just, everyone liked Mass Effect 1 and 2, let's just take all that stuff again. But it's like, it's not even the same problems with new species, it's the same problems with the same species. And the writing is not as good, the writing's pretty bad. Um, so Mass Effect is on ice. I don't even know if Andromeda's gonna get any DLC, they're still patching it, but we'll see if Andromeda gets any I DLC. I really doubt it at this point. <laughs> I think they're taking their, they're cutting their losses on that. And it's so, because this was totally meant to be the start of a new branch, you know? Oh, for sure. This was going to be the second trilogy. You could tell. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the like big Mass Effect writers did go to Dragon Age for Inquisition, so he's over there now. Um, it kind of feels like the last remaining, like, old talent of Bioware is all kind of like, at least they're either doing Knights of the Old Republic MMO or they're on Dragon Age, so I still have high hopes for the next Dragon Age. Hopefully they work out some of the issues I had with Inquisition. Um, So I'm I'm not like throwing Bioware out or anything. 
But I just Mass Mass Effect Andromeda was such a disappointment to me. EA's doing this <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, honestly, man, only a matter of time. I don't think it's EA's fault because this game had years of development, and I I think the issues with this game you were issues the from the concept. Okay. Like it's the concept of the game that is flawed. Like they had they had no like originality to it it's it, like there was no soul to this game you know something yeah. that's striked me as interesting i saw a lot of journalists talking about beforehand they're like just as like a premise thing and and because we know that th- their writers are smarter and think about these things generally games are gonna have probably some uncomfortable stuff to to do regarding colonialism <laughs> and and from what i've understood they dealt with that by Actually, the game's just not about that, which is, um... Like, yeah, it, no, it just kind of... No, no, they they moved to a new place, and everyone's there now, and it's... Oof. <laughs> yeah. So the... I, I guess I should actually talk a little bit about the game. The, the, the premise of the game is that uh, in between Mass Effects 2 and 3, uh, uh, like, like a group were sent out um, in, like, cryostasis to a whole new galaxy. Um, hundreds, if not a thousand years, I don't remember how much they say at this point, uh, have passed. At the very least, it's been hundreds of years have passed. Um, they wake up in a new galaxy, and they gotta find their new home. There's a hostile alien species that are a lot like the collectors from Mass Effect 2. There's a mysterious uh, leftover technology species called the Remnant. Hey, wink, wink, kinda like the Protheans were in Mass Effect 1. Aha, you've seen this before. Um, all the old species are back, and since Mass Effect 3 didn't happen for them, we get to bring back all the old drama. Krogans and Solarians don't like each other, what? Um, yeah, so this game, it's it's boring to me, and I think it's poopy. Good. <laughs> you know what's not poopy? Going back to the MMO that I've played for over, like, 3,000 hours at this point. Okay. Hell yeah. World of Warcraft. Final Fantasy 14. Oh. Gearing up for that Stormblood. Uh, I want to take a moment to talk about Final Fantasy 14. One, because Stormblood's coming out and I'm very excited. They're changing a lot with the battle system. All the classes are getting reworked. They're, they're kind of refining the battle system. Like It seems like they're focusing less on... Uh, multiple uh buffs having up at all times and they're kind of moving into a all the characters are kind of getting their own like unique little gauge where it's kind of like someone compared it to like a fighting game you know where like you've got like your meter and you spend like you spend part of your meter for a move they're uh, moving into something like that which is interesting but the last couple patches of final Fantasy 14 the writing and story have been really good um so I would say that this is actually just in terms of story, kind of working its way up my list of favorite Final Fantasies. Nice. It's 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 really good. Like it it has kind of a slow start with like a Realm Reborn and stuff, but like the yeah. last few patches have been so strong in terms of like writing, acting, and drama that like yes, yeah, probably like top top five for me. Just as like even taken on its own merits as like a story. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. That the story didn't feel like boring or tacked on. It was actually like, 
I'm into this drama for some reason, which doesn't really happen in MMOs a lot. Yeah. How uh, how far did you get in the story? Um, I was in ice. I was in the snow area. I don't remember. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It like it, it um. It gets like significantly better than even it it was there. Like it, it gets really yeah, good. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that's just my uh, my little rant about two video games, I guess. That's all I really have to say about them. And one of the raid bosses has has a Power Man 5000 song, so... Hey, that's... that's you, you did it. Oh, that shit's so funny. It sounds like Power Man 5000 or sounds like a Devil May Cry 4 song. It sounds like... Nine Inch Nails or any other industrial rock song. Yeah, yeah. It's like Rammstein. Uh, other than that, uh, I going back, like I think I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that I was going to start trying to read the Witcher books. Yes, you did. Um, I'm in there now. Uh, I've read both of the short story collections and I'm halfway through the first of the novels, like the first proper novel. I bought the following novel, so I'm just going to move right into that when I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I bought the first video game. I don't know if I should start the video game, because I know that I know that the first two games have, like, a... like a The main character has, like, a memory loss thing, and you can totally play them without having the novels. Do you but, want uh, me to tell you something that you should really know? Uh, I like, mean... as a warning thing? Oh, sure. Will it deter me away from doing that? Yes. Okay, yeah. Because uh, I think it's the start of one. There's a scene that is like a non-optional scene that completely spoils the ending of that series of books. Oh, okay then. I guess I will not... And I want to say that it's like the first five minutes of Witcher 1, the video game. Really? Because I I was told that like, oh, you don't need to read the novels because the main character has memory loss and only the third game brings the novels. That is true so much as you don't care about the fact that you will be spoiled on the final like scene of the last book. I guess I've got a couple more books to read. Yeah. (laughs) As in like five more books to read. Um, The series is good. It has the first novel as like a novel has some weird pacing issues, I think. But uh, I'm still very intrigued. I think that he's built up a very interesting world that is unique unto itself because it's using Polish mythology as a backdrop instead of Tolkien, you know? Yeah. Uh, One cool thing, too, that I've heard from people is, um, well, there's a couple things. Well, if you read the books, you have more context that the main character doesn't have for certain stuff that happens in the games that affect, like will affect you as your player, like, as the player, like, your thoughts and decisions you might want to make that people that just yeah. jump into the games will, you know, will probably think differently about stuff. So I, I know one major one of that is apparently people that didn't read the books when Witcher 3 comes around and they meet Yennefer, or however you pronounce her yeah. name, that they're like, oh, God. But, like, if you've got the context of the books, it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, too, apparently, like, there are, flashback sequences in some of the games to events of the books mm. and they like okay. reenact like word for word what happens in the book okay which is neat um you know about the uh that uh guy's thoughts on those game on that game series 
I do know that guy's thoughts on those game series. So or- there was an article recently by uh, it, was, it was Waypoint. That's uh, Vice Gaming. Um, that that's their new brand uh, run by Austin Walker. I, I've I've okay. been really into their shit recently. Like they're probably he's, my favorite. He's a cool dude. Austin Walker's yeah. great. He's the by yeah. far the smartest game like critic Journalist. right now. Um, yeah. But uh, Waypoint does a lot of great work. Um, someone wrote an article for Waypoint. Um, are you guys familiar with the Metro series of books and games? Yeah, uh, I've yes. heard of I've heard of the name, but I'm so, not really like familiar with it. It's a, it's kind of like Stalker if you've ever heard of that, but a little bit more arcadey. Um, it it's like a series. Basically, the premise is that like there was like a apocalyptic event, and there's like crazy mutant mutant shit on the surface. So everyone uh, lives yeah. in like the like uh, Russian like underground metro system. Yeah, and, like different towns and factions develop. That's like a post apocalyptic thing, but it was based off a series of books, and then it got turned into a game. Um, so this guy made this article that was interviewing the authors of these book series and kind of their take on the video game adaptations of their work. Now, the Witcher books were written by this pretty old, he's an older dude. Um, he didn't Well, those books came out in, like, the 90s, even. Yeah. Yeah, they're old. Um, but even then, like, he wrote them pretty old, too. Um, There's already, like, a, there's already, like, a Polish television show. Yeah. Um... So, he didn't really think that the whole, like, game thing was gonna take off. So he he got, he, he kind of struck a shitty deal in terms of, like, I think he just kind of sold the rights for them to make the game, and he doesn't get any money from those games. Um, so, in the interview, you know, the guy was talking, like, well, how do you feel now that the games have made it, like, a mainstream phenomenon? And he was like, no, my book said all these greatest fans around the world before any of the games. And, like, he's really clutching onto the fact that, no, Westerners totally loved my Witcher series before the first game. So, I also know, I don't know if this was in the article you read, because I, I, I didn't read that article, but I know that he also, at one point, was, like, complaining that when he went to, like, book signings, it was a younger crowd clearly there from the games. And yep, he's like, yep. these guys don't appreciate my real work. That was in that article, too. Um, uh, he also gets really mad if you ask him to sign, like, a copy of the games. <laughs> um, but the thing that this um, contrasted with is the the dude who wrote the Metro books, I think he wrote it when he was, like, 21. He was in college. And he wrote it just kind of as, like, a thing to pass the time between, like, you know, schoolwork and stuff. Um, really open with it. He, in fact, there's, like, 30 Metro books now. He only wrote, like, three of them. He wrote, like, a core trilogy. But apparently, if you just kind of send that dude your Metro fanfiction and it's good enough and it doesn't contradict with shit, he'll just be like, yeah, let's just fucking publish this together as a real thing. He's super wow. open about his own IP. Um huh. And he, like, worked with the people that made the games and was like, yeah, I just want to, like, make sure everything's cool and looks good. And, like, he's he's really happy and, like, he doesn't get mad when he meets someone that's like, oh, I played the games but never read your stuff. He's like, oh, that's awesome, you know, like. But it's, it's just a really interesting contrast in terms of, like, how the game medium is treated between two different authors who have had their stuff adapted. Interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. Also, there's a Witcher uh, Netflix series that's not based off the games, 
but the books coming up soon. So maybe so, he'll get his comeuppance. Oh, how soon? How soon is this? But, I don't know. Uh, they just okay. announced it, so we don't know oh. when that's going to be. But hey, they I... just announced another thing that we'll be talking about recently, and that came around fast, so who knows. That's true. Well, there's some interesting details on that. Um, okay. In regards to The Witcher, I want to say that I really hope that they... I really hope that they don't just jump into the novels. I hope that the first season, at least, is kind of adapting the short story collections, because... <laughs> There's some really good character establishing stuff in those collections that, like, if you, like if they went right into the novels, I feel like it, it might not be much of a hit. Because the novel, the, at least the first novel, The Blood of Elves, I probably wouldn't keep going with it if I didn't have the context of the two short story collections. Because it's kind of a rough start. Hello? Hi. I just don't What's know up? what to add. Yeah. Well, so that's that's my Witcher. That's my Witcher segment. That's okay. my Witcher bit. I had to mute myself because I went in this in the Rosin Brand Discord and I looked at the image and it made me laugh so fucking hard. Oh jeez, what are they doing? Because <laughs> I was trying not to laugh. I was trying not to laugh, so it made it worse. What are they so doing like, over oh, there? This <laughs> is some picture I saw. Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> picture of the Discord. <laughs> it made me laugh. Wait, it's a good discord. I, I, I'm, gl- I'm glad that my winter talk is so enthralling for you that you have to go seeking outside entertainment. <laughs> no, I just like saw like a post in it, and I looked at the picture, and I was like... Pfft. All the cool kids are so, at the Rosenbrand Discord. You know what else all the cool kids did? Play Guilty Here, I'll, Gear? I'll link the picture. Play Persona 5. Oh. Uh-huh. That's the next thing on the list. I love Persona 5. We, I just want to know, like, because we're switching Johnson. Like, we, we've been skipping Johnson is, is what I've been getting at. Did we? Yeah. Yes. We didn't, in but this, it's fine. In this timeline, we it. have not talked about Guilty Gear. Oh, well. It's fine. We jumped to, we jumped to anime. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of did. It's fine. It's, it's all good. Don't worry about it. There's, no, there's, a, there's a shitty agenda that we're all looking at for people at home wondering what the fuck we're talking about right now. The, the agenda is Sabotage Johnson. Yeah. It, that's Johnson. Always... Johnson. What? What? Tell me, tell me what you thought about Guilty Gear. Alright, so this week, or last week, I don't fucking remember. This week was... Uh, the release of Guilty Gear for the U.S. Uh, Guilty Gear Xrd Revelator 2 uh, that released on May 26th on a Friday. And it's pretty good. Uh, Xrd in general is like... I would I would personally say it's one of the more complicated uh, 2D fighters that's released right now. But uh, the game teaches you a lot of its uh, mechanics. So... I think I think people can still pick it up and, and enjoy it despite like how overwhelming it is. Yeah, and, and the the mission uh, the mission mode is awesome. yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, it teaches you a lot of basic uh, matchups, and, and it awesome. teaches you and stuff that you can translate to most other fighting games. Yeah, it's useful for fighting games in general. Yeah, it's probably one of the better tutorial modes I've seen ever. But I don't. I haven't played Ki yet. I hear good things about that one too. That one's, but, that one's good too. That one's good. Yeah. Uh, is that a train? Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Beverly well, to two. Uh, a midnight train, if you will. <laughs> no. Comes I'm going to grab a snow. Uh, no. I'll be right back. It's... Fuck this. <laughs> no, Ow. keep going. Keep going. I was, I was just going to say, uh, I think you mean birthday train. But anyway. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Uh, okay, maybe I'll. No, I'm going to go grab a soda. I'm thirsty. Okay, but anyway, uh, Revolute 2 uh, brings about new additions to the entire game. Uh, lots of animations got changed for attacks. Uh, there, then there's also, like, really fundamental character changes like uh, Raven and Milia that got changed up to. Uh, I guess I guess to improve uh, how they play, because I I because I was a player back in um, Revelator One, and she got changed around so that it doesn't for for me pers- how I view it personally. Uh, she got changed around so that things don't feel as autopiloty as much. So like. Every time you'd get a hit in, with Milia, I feel like you'd get like a, just a guaranteed combo. Uh, go into a knockdown and then do your setup, and then maybe they'll, they'll die. Depends on how well you can do your mix-up. But now uh, I have to... Now with Rev 2 Milia, I have to think about what... Uh, I have to think about my resources a bit, a bit more. And one of the changes that, like, one of the more important changes she got was how her hairpin works. So, with Milia, she has a uh, she has a diagonal projectile sh- that she can throw, uh, which is called hairpin, I think. Silent Force. I don't fuck it. I'm nobody bad. remembers. Nobody remembers fighting game moves. We just call we just nickname shit. But um, she has a diagonal hairpin that she can throw out throw out and she uses that to get in or bait normals to score a counter hit which she can uh, then do a combo with and that's kind of it uh, with Rev 2 you, you now have to use it for corner carry also so you can't necessarily uh, throw it out and forget about it so yeah, and I don't have any changes to adjust to because I just played the demo, so everything yeah. feels the same to me. I think, I think Slayer's command grab is force counter hit now. It 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 gives you force counter hit. That's what I've heard, but I haven't I haven't touched Slayer at all. This... I tried it and uh, it seemed pretty pretty meaty. I think I did. I think I like because you can probably do that, Red Roman cancel, and then do pile bunker and eat them for breakfast. Yeah. And then what else? Of course, you get uh, Rift Revelator 2. We get two new characters, which is Biken and Answer. Uh, answers your answers like a business ninja. He's kind of he's a secretary for Chip Zanuff. Chip Zanuff's the fucking the, president. The of president Japan. of the United States? No, he's president of the United States. I thought he was president of the United States. I thought it was Japan. I thought it was president. There's, there's, the there's a U.S. president in that game, and I believe it's Obama. Oh, it's Black. Okay, it's literally Obama. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I thought I thought no. he was the president of the United States. Well, whatever. He's like an, he's like an American dude. He's an American dude who like fucking just turned Japanese. You know, he's like living weeaboo with blades. He's cool. 
But uh, my favorite name in that game, Chips Enough. And then there's also Biken. Uh, she's a returning character from everything. <laughs> yes. How's how's Biken? Have you played her? Yeah, I played Biken. Uh, she has a very uh, counter hit. No, well, it's like a counter block type of style. So her her gimmick is that uh, you what uh, she blocks something and then as as the bike can play it, you have a chance to uh, re- read the hit and counter it with uh, your own uh, counter move. Or at least that's the impression I got once when I played Biken. Uh, but that's kind of it. I, I only spent like 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes with uh, Biken and Answer each. So They need to bring back my boy Testament. I'm, uh, have... I'm still wait I'm still waiting on Bridget. With that yo yo. I'm fine with the cast as of right now. Yeah, it's a strong yeah. cast right now. No, it needs to have every single character. What about Order Soul? What about uh ABBA? No, fuck Order Soul. <laughs> Dude, I had a friend that played ABBA competitively. She's strong. Yeah, she's, she's actually not bad. Uh, she was yeah. actually pretty strong in uh plus R. Yeah. Uh, uh what else? I was gonna say <laughs> Since uh, we ha- we had this conversation, we had this conversation already. Don't acknowledge the, the second timeline. Oh, well, f- it's fuck already you. been acknowledged like five times. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Don't tell me what to do. It's Johnson time, man. Okay. All right. I'm just saying. Johnson. This is all paradoxes happen. Johnson. What's up? Tell me about it. All right. So I was gonna say that maybe we'll see DLC characters at some point. Soon, maybe, uh, maybe around Evo, which is that was the time where they announced uh, Dizzy last year, and a big whole new patch for the game too. I don't think they'll announce a new patch for this game though, since it already just it just came out. Yeah. And with that out of the way, now I can talk about Combo Breaker. Yeah. Which is a fighting game tournament around Chicago? I forget where it is. It's sh- yeah, Chicago. <laughs> Which is bad too, because I wanted to go to it until like money. Became I mean, an issue. I mean, it's it's <laughs> is it is it not in your state? Like, I, it's not I in my state. No, it's oh. in, it's in Illinois. Oh shit! Oh yeah, I forgot you live in Wisconsin. Yeah, I would never move to Illinois. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wisconsin's bad, but like, fuck, man. <laughs> But yeah, it's a it's a fighting game major that uh, was held around. Gotta check my dates. Uh, around May twenty sixth to May twenty eighth. This weekend. It was awesome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> On the it's recording awesome. of this podcast this weekend. Yeah. Yes, this weekend. Absolutely. It's. I think it's like the first major for Rep, Guilty Gear Rev two. So. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty amazing. But also, uh, the tournament itself is pretty amazing. Got 24-7, uh, 24-7 venue with 24-7 yeah. setups. So you can play all day, get wasted, go back and play. Uh, I, 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 I didn't go because, well, one, I'm a student, two, money. Have but, you gone before? Uh, no, I haven't. 
Okay. I mean, I mean, because like, I was about like, so like, if you look for hotels in that area, that shit ain't cheap. So yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not. I've, yeah, I've looked. Yeah, I'm probably I, planning I did, on like. I did if I do, if it, I do go, but my thing was go, like I could save up and like not buy a bunch of shit that I kind of want to buy, but like I, I rather I I saved myself because yeah, like you got I, I mean. You gotta put into account like gas, the hotel room, and shit, and like I, yeah. I would have roomed with you, but like that's not like a guarantee, you know. Like if one of us dunked out at last minute, that would be like, oh hey. Are you saying that Johnston will dunk out on you? I don't know. You're a student. Things can happen. Your professor could be like the final on the day of combo breaker. Oh yeah, that's true. And I then was like, just go like, hey I'd man, to, I'm not, I'd have I'm, to carry your weight. I was gonna go like, hey man, Johnson wouldn't dunk out on you, and then he said that, I'm like, oh wait, yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if people want to watch uh, Combo Breaker vods, check them out on YouTube. God, the idea of rooming with Johnson and like being in like a hotel bedroom and like watching Konosuba. Oh fuck! How, how'd you get my fanfiction? Who <laughs> uh, said we were watching Konosuba though? I don't know. I did. Yeah, well, we're not gonna watch Konosuba. Okay. We're gonna watch Dragon Maid. Oh, All fuck. twelve episodes. God damn it! On Blu-ray. Oh, I got my five. My my five volumes. They're coming in. They're coming in, man. Do you buy Blu-rays for Anime Johnson? No, I don't. Okay, you know what? Wow, I actually, what a filthy pirate! I, I actually, I actually have. Okay, hold I, on, I have hold on. The first half of Zeta Gundam on Blu-ray, but shit, that, that was um, about it. That's all. I can maybe, justify. maybe I, I'll buy the Blu-ray. Um, was it the Build Fighters Blu-ray at some point? But why? That's kind of, it's a fucking good show. I like it a lot. Build Fighter seems neat. Yeah, okay. I, I like. Yeah, I like it a lot. But um Oh wait, I'm thinking of try. Try fuck try. Yeah, try sucks. I didn't like try. As long as alright. I want that like that dope fucking turn A box, but like Yo, that yeah, that she looks great. But it's like only Japanese and it's like, well, I mean, it's not really worth it. That's the one with the new art, right? Or That's the one with the Akiman art, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That like man, the G Gundam Blu rays look so good. Oof. It's And like, hey, you know what? It's on Crunchyroll now, so that's cool. But I, I want to say the the Crunchyroll versions are like the HD ones, from what I've heard, but I don't remember. I yeah, I I believe they're the Blu-ray quality. I need I need a Blu-ray Gal Gygar. Are those not? Do those not exist? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh fuck. I think I think there's a Blu-ray of like, uh, Genesic Gal Gygar, but that's an OVA, so of course. Yeah. But like not the original show. You, you can't even like legally stream that. Sh- that uh, you can't legally stream Gal Gagar, unfortunately. Is there ever a Blu-ray of Votos? Why not? <laughs> well, no. Well, no. it's not available. <laughs> well, nobody like licensed it. That's why. Oh, okay. I I, I was. I going love Votos. I love Votos. I was exactly. going through it with Amanda, and we were digging it, but then we just kind of stopped. It was really good, though. I liked it. No, it's really good. It does this thing that I really like. That the older like those those older series that are like fifty episodes don't do, where it like it has acts, like it's like Act One, Act Two, Act Three, Act Four, where a lot of it's just like uh, arcs more so, where it's Votoms feels stage. It's like this 
this one like uh, stretch from four episode one to fifteen could be its own series because it's so you yeah. Know, the, doesn't it follow I'll, I'll, the doesn't it follow the suit more than it does any individual person over the course of it? Kind of. What do you mean the suit? Like or like the um. I, I heard like the like like you were saying which each of those quote unquote arcs like the people around like it deals with kind of change each time, but the constant is like the technology sort of thing. The constant no the constant's the character constant's the main character. Okay okay I, I and, and like the group like the main character kind of group. Okay but like because I but, had heard between some of those arcs that those people change but I guess I was misinformed. Like the antagonist, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. But like, but like this is the same characters usually. Okay, someone same, like, someone had like, told me I believe that the protagonist like changed up with like different arcs and stuff, but I not guess not was... in both times. Both times is always it's always Kiriko, Kiriko, okay. Kiriko, which is good. I like him a lot. I like, like, yeah. That's the thing that I think a lot. Of, is, well, this is what happens with the later OVAs is that he becomes that like anime protagonist where you're like like teleports behind you nothing personnel like he becomes that like chuny character in like the most recent one which is like in 2009 so you just don't have to watch that one but the series he i think the thing is that like it's like he has P- he has ptsd that's the big kind of thing to his character and then he like and then he has those like very insightful and kind of like tortured monologues at the end of each episode right yeah and then i that's it's like oh then you get like his character you, he kind of just like is that kind of person he just doesn't talk he's just reserved and then uh but he does characterize himself at at the end of the episode usually well he does have character like that's he's not just like oh he's doesn't say anything and then he saves the day it's like no he fails a lot he fucks up a lot like he gets he gets godded a couple times and uh and all the ovas are really good too so like if you ever finish that up i would also watch like the three ovas and there's actually a side story called uh armor hunter mellow link which is really good too that's like it's like a 13 episode ova okay it's about a different character. It's his name's Melalik. I'm glad we transitioned from Combo Breaker into surprise mecha anime discussion. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's bound to happen. Thanks, Dragon Maid. You're the best. Was there anything else you actually wanted to say about Combo Breaker? Going back to it, uh, as be Knuckle Do. That's yeah. that's that fucking. That makes me a little hype. Is that wait? Is that match already over? Yeah, it already happened. Okay, well, whatever. It's Street Fighter Five. I just watched top eight tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Combo Breaker, good, good tournament. I might want to go next year for Skullgirls since that's kind of their organized uh, tournament to go to, rather than Evo. It's a lot less expensive, I guess. Yeah. What else? That's kind of it. Yeah, go to Combo Breaker. And CEO. Go, go, to, go watch him. Coming up. coming up. Support yep. your local tournament scene if you're interested in that sort of thing. Support Plus, it, yes. don't, but don't feed your Bailey's ego. 
They'll make his head get bigger. Make his head get bigger, and then he's weaker as a he character. Came up, I, was watching, I was watching pools, and it was it was yipes and uh, uh, tasty Steve commentating. And, and tasty Steve, when Jamili came up to play during pools, was just like, "Man, get your peanut head ass off this stage right now." <laughs> that shit was so fucking funny. Uh, fighting game tournaments are great. If you're ever interested in fighting it's, games, go to your tournaments. Especially just watching because there's so much personality in the community. Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's the only place where like I get real rowdy with people. I don't I don't get rowdy during any any other place. Not even like in fucking college or school and shit. Uh, I get rowdy I get rowdy in fighting game tournaments. I start betting money. I start uh, telling people that they're fucking free because they are compared to me. But <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. You don't do that? Damn. I'm, hum- I'm humble. I'm for the people. Man, if I, I I tried to be humble and then I went on tilt and went on too, so now I just talk shit. No, I don't. I don't go Because talking shit means I have to back it up with something, right? Like, I gotta fucking win a match, so I gotta tell them that they're free. Anyways. You know it's not a free video game. The Nintendo Switch. Persona Five. Persona Five costed me sixty dollars. Yeah, same. Actually, cost me, cost Andy. me not too bad because I got I got like Amazon fucked up and at some point the Take Your Heart edition went way down in price. So I got I think I got like the Take Your Heart thing for like fifty, which is pretty solid. I paid ninety. It's a uh, so. I'm I'm not gonna be talking about it much because I have an entire write up I want to do about my entire thoughts of this game. But I mean, like I I can chime in every now and again. But uh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's one of, like the be- like I want to say it's like the best Persona game I played, or at least one of the more fun Persona games. You know where I'm at with it. I feel like it's like the functionally best. I think yeah, I, I think I kind of prefer three still. Yeah, I, I yeah. think Persona 5 is the best. Persona 3 is still my favorite. So here's also yeah. something that I do think that this is a problem specific to us. Someone on Twitter had a very fair point when I when I expressed something similar. And it was, man, you gotta keep in mind, though, too, in a way, Persona 3 and 4 were the beta, and P5 is the full thing. And, like, for people that just jump into P5, they're not gonna have, I think, a lot of the same problems that yeah. maybe we do. You know? Yeah. Well, it's I, also... I mean, I mean, I felt that with Persona 4 as well, since I started out with the oh, series. Oh, I, I totally... I, I feel like I would have liked 4 more if it was my first. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I, 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 definitely, I, do think... I definitely agree with that. Yeah, because, like... I also think it matters too, like maybe how long ago you got into Persona, because like people that mm-hmm. maybe jumped in with P4 Golden, it's still fresher to them. But like maybe people like me that jumped in with like Persona Three when it yeah. came out, it's kind of like, well, you know, it's been ten years, and maybe I wanted it to be a little different. But uh, no, I, I mean Persona Five, I really don't have that much to say about it. It was a fantastic video game, Strong. but everyone. Everyone knows that. For context, uh, I, I, Zach and Zach and Johnson have beaten it. I am, I have not. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fucking slowpoke. But I'm, you know how I am with beating things. <laughs> uh, no. Take that one out of context for you. Yeah. Oh, geez. oh, gee. oh no! I wasn't talking about my dick. I swear. Um. 
<laughs> See, we lost Damn the it. breast joke from last time and got a dick joke now. Yep, good. Fuck. Um, uh, no, I, you know, this is something I've been feeling with a lot of things. Um, I, I don't want to say I felt it with Automata so much, but I kind of had little smidgens of it, and we talk about it more in the spoiler cast, where, um, and I guess it's not even so much, no, I, I'd say Automata, it's a different thing, because, um, basically what we're talking about is the way that, like, Nier's cast feels compared to Automata's cast, they kind of go for separate things, and, like, I think we all kind of agree in that cast, we kind of, like, kind of felt a little bit more for the original Nier cast while still liking the Automata cast, but, um... There's something I've been feeling with a lot of games, and I think it's kind of going to be something that I think you're going to be seeing a lot this kind of uh, around this time in game series lifespan. I'm I, I want to coin the term "getting Dark Souls 3'd, because that was the first one I felt it with. Uh, uh, do you mean like things getting like too familiar within a franchise? A couple, uh, it means a couple things, and, and, and like I, I just want to say. I think Dark Souls 3 is the one I felt it the most with, and it's the one I felt it the first with. Because um, mm. I feel like Dark Souls 3 is functionally the best Souls game, easily. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. But, like, but... on an emotional level, it's not close, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel mean... that way about a lot of things coming out recently, where it's like, man, on paper, this is so much better than what came before. But either because it's a little too familiar, maybe relies a little bit on what came before, or just it's not grabbing me as much in my heartstrings as previous stuff did. You yeah, know? It was, yeah, it was like that's one of like my main criticisms of Persona Five, which was like it felt very familiar from P four and P three. I was a little bit bummed. Uh, we have a friend Julian who I, I think really this hit him hard. Uh, he, he's not my friend. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, he he's cool. I love you, he likes love you Julian. Um, but I, I know he like uh, was uh, a big fan of one of the ideas that they originally had pitched for the game and then decided against is that you'd uh, be yeah. traveling the world as backpackers. Yeah, and they they're like, now nah, let's just do the the high school thing again. Um, and I can kind of feel that you know like. I I think it's fine for Persona 5. I kind of hope we freshen things up a bit for Persona 6. Well, it'll be a different team. Eh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, because Hashino's yeah, Hashino, And yeah, you know what? He's not, Good. he's not directing anymore. Yeah. yeah. Hey, like, honestly, I love the games he made for Persona, but, like, it's very clear that he's used up his ideas, you know? I... This isn't going to be a popular opinion, I feel, but I actually think I, I think I've, in terms of personal enjoyment of the things he's directed, I think Hashino's started strong, and then left good. <laughs> this guy. I, of... I don't want to sound down on P five because I had such a fantastic time with it's P five. It's great. It's just yeah. It's just it's it's okay. This is going to sound so fucking stupid, but. It's Persona 5. Yeah. You know? Like, I, and I should I should clarify too, and I mean, people know this. I love Persona. I've never been as attached to it as I have been other Megami Tensei branches. 
Um, but that doesn't mean I still, like, I fucking love, I think about Persona 3 all the fucking time because of, like, how that game hit me thematically. Um, but, like, I I feel like going from Nocturne to P3 to P4 to P5, I felt like a, a... slow decline in my interest of this type of stuff Hashino's doing with the games and like hey you know what that that's just a personal preference thing um I what okay. if, if someone were to tell me I think he just got better over time and Persona 5 is my favorite I could totally see why you know it's yeah. just a thing of like I, I like when things change up and be a little bit different and I I think sometimes P5 plays it just a tad too safe but yeah. with that, you can tell that they've refined their shit, and boy, is are those it's really good. Bad. Guns, are so guns good. are the best. They're the sickest. Gameplay dungeons, all Aesthetic. way way better than any UI yeah. design is amazing. It, it yeah, it's it's fantastic to look at, fantastic to play. If yeah. this had been. My first Persona game, I probably wouldn't be able to shut up about it. Yeah, I would be a fucking fan um, right there. I think soundtrack, I'm a little a little up and down, in my opinion. So, I, I think the soundtrack overall, it hits less hard than P3s, for example. But the songs that are good are the greatest things ever Rivers made. Rivers in, in the motherfucking desert, I, I, I only I only have a I only have, like, an issue with the amounts of battle themes in this game. It's a little low. Because... Yeah, it's a little low compared to like Persona Four, where you had. You know uh, what? You just said rivers in the fucking desert. They use that one too many times. Yeah, that's it, like it, that was they kind of like my that, problem. They use that a lot in the in the in the second uh, in in like the last okay. one thirty. See, because I, yeah. I I spoiled myself on the soundtrack. I just listened to all that shit. I I don't. I have no idea for what context most of that shit plays in. So yeah, it it, yeah. it pops up one too many times for me. I like if yeah, it had per- been a one time yeah. thing or even a two time thing. I really, I really like, think, uh... I really think this soundtrack needed like, you know, the Genesis, and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Whims of Fate is probably one of my favorite songs. It, oh God, oh, that's a good track. I yeah. don't, I don't want to spoil where it plays, obviously, yeah. but just the name, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, Whims of Fate, Rivers in the de- Rivers in the Desert, and then. Blast Surprise is probably, like, the best battle theme. I disagree. I, yeah. I, I, I I like listening to it. Last Surprise had the reverse curve that Mass Destruction and Reach Out to the Truth had to me. Where I was, the first time I heard P3 and P4's battle themes, I was like, okay. Then around the second dungeon, I was starting to tap my foot. Then by the third dungeon, I was fucking singing along every goddamn time. Last Surprise... (laughs) I liked a lot at the start, and like, man, now I I see it coming. <laughs> wow! I, I see it coming. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm all I'm all about I'm all about wiping all out. I'm not the biggest fan of P3P, but wiping all out is my wiping jam. All out's yeah. right. I mean, I I like I like I mean, all the there, P3P songs. There there's Last Surprise, and then there's uh, what is it? The Persona Q Battle theme. Oh, Light the, the fire! fire I, that one's my favorite. Yeah. yeah, only the P3 side, in my opinion. But yeah, I like. Yeah, the P3 I, side. I, I don't. I'm not the biggest Perf- P4 side is all right, but I like the P3 version more. Well, that's all I have to say on Persona Five. I don't want to 
drain rosin of his inspiration to write his thing because i look forward to reading that whenever it's done i have a lot to say about certain characters so man i feel like i've expressed on this podcast at some point that i was like man i hope i don't have i I hope i don't get p forward with this game where for those of you who probably haven't heard me talk about this (coughs) excuse me P4, like, thematically never really fully worked for me just because... Or, or, sorry, I shouldn't say that. I should say it never it never hit me personally because I've never had that type of identification, like, self-identity problem that a lot of those characters went through. Um, the closest character I've ever really felt, like, connection to in that game is Risei, and she's my favorite character as a result. But, like, a lot of the issues the P3 cast had, I can, like on some level relate to in terms of, like, loss and tragedy stuff, and in general, like, the whole, like, what the fuck is the meaning of life if shit will just go bad sort of thing. Uh, I I connected with way more. Um, And also, too, like, P4 definitely, the cast is, I think, at their most teenage type like, that game is a game full of very young adult problems that I I played it when I was, like, around... I was a sophomore in high school, so it was very relatable for me. I wish I had played it younger, to be completely yeah. honest. Because I, I played that, I, I don't know, I was in college, but like I, I was a couple years, I think, a little past a lot of that type of stuff. And it just kind of, I, I don't want to say irked me, but it was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I see where this is going. I, I mean, it was never like, I mean, half of it was self-identification, but the other half was just the concept of like, some kid just moving into a new town and that was just that was me basically mm-hmm. and like i i really like that really that really helped hit me yeah i i um <clears throat> like uh I, i'm not saying like i didn't care about p4 story or anything like yeah. i still like it a lot it's just i didn't have that like personal experience to go along with it um, except for Risei, because of the whole balancing, hey, balancing different identities and what you mean to other people. Hey, <laughs> when you're a YouTuber. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to relate to Risei. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know, it sounds stupid, but it's it got a little closer to home than I would have liked yeah. at some points. Um and that's stupid too, because I played that game when like it's like oh I have like one thousand five hundred subs and like no one knows who the fuck I am. But you know, um, people still don't know who the fuck I am, and I have like two thousand more. But it's fine. You're I never want to be found. Oh, I want to be the punk. Bi- I want to be the shitty punk band of YouTubers. Um, I thought you about- said I thought I thought you were gonna say I want to be the punk bat, and I'm like Rosin. No, that's coming up. Um, no, but I was gonna say um. So I was a little worried with P5 because um, over the course of, you know, we us knowing P5, um, we started hearing about that game and it's like, hey, this is going to be a game about feeling trapped in life and not being able to move okay. forward or see a way out. And I was, at the time, I was like, hell yeah. And then I started, like, I literally landed a dream job of mine and, like, shit started to go real good after a while. And I'm like, oh no, I'm going to P4 myself. Um... <laughs> And then I played the game, and there were a few lines where, like, I had to fucking sit the controller down and, like, go outside because I was like, this is too real right now. Um, oh, yeah. Which was super yeah. strong, so. That, yeah, the, the first, like, dungeon section of that game was like, yeah. 
Oh, geez, that's some heavy the, shit, too, yeah. Yeah, the beginning uh, of it is, like, I, very I, heavy. I, I have a friend who actually, like, that first dungeon alone, like, nailed, like, cemented that game as being her favorite persona, and she was uh, like, this game expressed so much shit that I felt in my life because of situations that aren't great, that if you've played the game, you probably can, you know, put one and one together, but, um, yeah, I, 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 together. I, but yeah, oh. it's, it, it deals with some shit. But also kind of deals with some shit poorly, too, which is another thing. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that Haha the Gaze was still a thing that we were doing in 2017, Oof. but... Oof. Thanks, yeah, Atlas. That's, that's unfortunate yeah. to see. Atlas, but stop I, doing beach scenes. <laughs> I, I wanted, I, I wanted to Persona say that. Persona 3 like, one was pretty fucked, too. I, I just wanted to say that I guess like having an emotional connection is very uh very powerful for like a persona game yeah is how i they benefit observe. a lot yeah and mm-hmm. hey that's something that i think mainline is a little lacking in which is uh something i can give persona over the that i don't know why i said thought but thought be uh, gone <laughs> all podcasts are queens ryborg god damn it <laughs> i thought i could escape this fucking meme but it's I guess fine not. Um, can I trans- can I transition? Are we good with P five? Can you yeah. talk about thoughts? Persona five is okay. Actually, sorry, I have one thing to say. I um about thoughts. No, <laughs> the the the, pl- <laughs> the the take your heart edition is a thought. Is what I was gonna. Um, I'm I don't yeah. think I'm gonna get another limited edition for a game. I, at least I think I'm gonna be a little more critical of when i decide i, to get stuff. I, I don't have room for big fucking boxes in my room so I, like, i'm starting I, to run out of room that's one thing yeah. um the art book that i got i was like that's really cool and like it 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 hey going back to book binding <laughs> um it, it was like a nice hardcover and then like the third time i opened it the binding started to fall apart yeah, yeah. and i was like oh thanks atlas i'm glad i spent the money on this so yeah um, and also the Morgana plush is like it could be a Happy Meal toy. I was it's it's dumb. Uh, I got that. I got that. Um, when Persona Four Ultimax came out, I got that Teddy punching bag. Hell yeah, I have that in my. I have that in my. I could. I. I am looking at it right now, Ryborg. The the Teddy Bop bag. You're so, looking at it. I'm holding it. Oh jeez, I can hold mine oh, too. Do I, I, I don't. Ha- I don't. I don't. I don't have one. So how's it feel, Zach? I, I need to put more air in it. I'll do that later. There, hey, if people have ever been on Twitter and seen my friends referencing the blowing Teddy incident, there have been multiple times I have blown Teddy. Hey, you want me to blow Teddy? Yeah, please please give Teddy the blow right now, Zach. Okay, let's, let's do Look, this. Nothing, Live. Nothing makes a man feel more alive than being on We Are Finally Podcast. Yeah. Okay, let's... Do it, Zach. Just, hold on, let, let me... Just it's put, a little dusty. Let me wipe just, the dust off. Oh, ew. You don't wipe okay. your teddy's bum? Uh, no. Did you fill your teddy's bum with water like you were supposed to? Of course. Okay. Some people don't, and I don't understand those people. Like, that's... You're missing the point of the bop bag. I just punch it. Well, yeah, punch but you need to bag. fill it with water so it goes back up. Oh, don't even blow it up. Just punch it. That's... You might as well be t- punching, like, tarp. You're not blowing it hard enough, Zach. Well, I filled it with air, so fuck you. Well, Jesus. 
God. All right. Teddy's uh, filled. Dude, that wa- Ew! Think about how old the water at the bottom of this is. I should probably change that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why would you change it? It's water. It's water. But, like, it's been sitting there for like You're years not going to drink it. But I, I don't want old water sitting in my room. That's gross. <laughs> Zach? Hey, Zach, have you ever seen a lake or a river or the ocean before? I don't want the river in my room, Rosin. Oh, like... <laughs> There's fun, water. Fun, fungi. It's, fungi. Like, it's, not like, it's not like it's fucking, like, Flint, Michigan, Zach. It's, it's, it's Teddy's <laughs> bottom. I don't... This... I don't agree with that statement. Anyways, so yeah. switching topics... To Uzumaki. Yeah, kind of, no. Oh, uh, Naruto want, Uzumaki, so, hell yeah. The last time, the last oh, time oh. I talked about the Nintendo Switch on this podcast, it was like right before it was coming out, and I was like, I don't know, I'm a little worried about picking up this pre-order, even though I got a good deal because I traded my vanilla 3DS. I was considering canceling, I was a little nervous despite saving a bunch of money on it and, like, having it on lockdown. And, hey, people are still having trouble finding Switches, but, like, there was yeah. the issue with the Joy-Con desyncing and the fact that, like, you know, it seemed like it was kind of being pushed out the door for Breath of the Wild, and I was I was getting a little nervous. Um, I can say I'm, I'm very happy with my Switch purchase. Um, I have only had, and to be fair, only, it's two times too many, I've had the Joy-Con desync happen twice. Um, if you have a smaller... I mean, I don't have the smallest room, but, like, a medium-sized room, there's nothing getting in the way in the middle of the connection. Um, I haven't had the Joy-Con desync on me too often. It's only been two times when I was kind of farther away, like the opposite side of the room. Uh, but it, it reconnected pretty fast, thankfully. Um, but still, it, it sucks that that's a thing that can happen. Yeah, it happened. To, it happened to my friends. We were playing Mario Kart. I got fucking gypped off of my first place because of those faulty ass Joy Cons. It's not great. Damn you, Nintendo. Um. Damn them. I just went played fucking guilty here. That's why I did. Hell yeah! I replayed like, through. Fuck this game. I replayed Shovel Knight. Um, I I haven't played the Plague Knight campaign yet, but the the Specter of oh, Torment campaign is bruh. fucking excellent. Bruh, no, you need to play that Plague Knight. That shit is so good. It, I, I, I believe it. I mean, Shovel Knight I, was great, and Spectre of Torment was the fucking... It, Spectre's it's good. Yeah, Spectre's fucking awesome, too. Spectre is but Plague so Knight, good. Uh, Plague Knight, there's something special about how Plague Knight plays. It's just so cool. Like, it's so smart and intuitive. I, I haven't revisited Shovel Knight since I beat, like, the first campaign, so... It's free, man. It's free. Yeah, I, I know. Spectre I'll, of Torment I'll play, was uh, I'll play Spectre of Torment was really good. It felt very like Mega Man Zero esque, oddly enough. Yeah, yeah, that's I like what that. I that's what I see when I look at it. And it's really oh. fucking neat. Johnson, you would like it a lot. I know you're a big Mega Man Zero fan. I love I love Mega Man Zero. It's the best Mega Man subseries. Well, I want to kiss it. Well, don't talk shit about my love, right? No, I love Mega Man Zero, dude. I love Mega Man Zero. Don't okay. get me wrong. Yeah. Don't but, be like, man. No, no, it's different. X is different from Zero. Different yeah. games. They are. I, you know what? I will say, Zero is my favorite subseries. X4 is still my favorite game. I love X4. I love X4, dude. I grew up X4. playing X4. X4 is on my Vita. And I will play that oh. shit, like, the time. 
Oh my god, Ryborg, I think you... Oh, jeez. I think I want to buy a Vita now. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, I never, I mean, I never I mean, thought you can about that. It. You can get a Vita. Can and just it, hack but, it. Yeah. Like. But, like, the PSN has all these fucking, like, PS1 games. Like, yeah. so I had, I, I got, like... Oh, I, my... I, I own I own X4 on PSN. Like, I, I just never realized, like... Oh, yeah, I could play that handheld. Yeah, my Vita has, like, Front Mission 3... Uh, Xeno Gears, FF7. This is what uh, the Vita is good for, man. Uh, Parasite Eve. All my favorite, like, guess one games. Speaking of high quality handheld gaming, um, yeah. Zero. Yeah. Uh, I was about to go zero. back to the Switch. Yes. Yes, yes, Fate Zero. <laughs> no. Um, no, uh, I like the Switch a lot. Um, I love the handheld mode. It's really intuitive, and hey, it the console does what it was advertised to do, which is more than I can say for the Wii U. Yo, um, yo, I'm I am glad that the library is getting better, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. so I I only have three games. I only have Breath of the Wild. Um, I only have Breath of the Wild, uh, Bomberman, and uh, Shovel Knight, the 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 treasure trove of the uh, three game collection. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah, that's that's what I was about to say. There are so many of those SNK ports, yeah, and I've yeah. almost impulse purchased Metal Slug and Garo like four times by now. Uh, I'm probably. I don't think Garo's on there. Oh well, Garo is, is on there. there. Yeah, Garo. It just and got added. Ninety-eight. Yeah. Oh, they just added. It? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. KOF ninety-four and ninety-seven are on there as well. I think. Yeah, I think most okay. of them are. Yeah. Up until like Sam- ninety-nine. Samurai Showdown's on there. Joy Cons like works really good with Metal Slug. Oh, I imagine. Because um, me and my friend were playing it like that. It was fucking awesome. Do you guys do you know if like Metal Slug two, X and like three are on? I think it's only one for now. Okay. Cause... Yeah, I think it's like damn showdown one. Yeah, I think because X and three are probably like the the ones I played the most and are probably my favorite ones. I um, of the series. I really want to buy Puyo Puyo Tetris for great things. Ooh. Yep, That'd be me too. a good idea. Uh, but I, I, I just don't have the money because I've spent it on other things. So it's it's it sucks that the PS4 version is physical only. Cause, oh really? Yeah, because like I, you can't buy it on the PSN. It's most likely like a Tetris. What the fuck. It's most likely like a like a Tetris IP thing. That's terrible. It, yeah, like the only copy I found was like at a GameStop in my town. That's weird. Ew, why would you go there? Uh, no. Oh, shit, I, should, I don't know. I can talk uh, about buy this. Buy Funko Pops. I don't know. Oh, like, jeez. Hey, I have a Funko Pop coming in the mail that Amanda drunk ordered for me, so... Oh. I'm sorry. Yeah. I still... She won't tell me which one it is. I really hope she bought you, like, a Boss Baby. Laura okay. Palmer. I'm really worried it's a Boss Baby Funko Pop. Yeah. I'm, like, really worried it's about, like, I don't know. But, um, no, I was about to say, the reason I don't have money for Puyo Puyo Tetris is because I'm about to drop, like, $600 on a fucking DSLR camera. Fuck my life. Oh. Okay, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Monster Hunter, double cross on the Switch. I'm fucking ready. I gotta go get Switch. I've never felt more vindicated and procrastinating procrastinating my playthrough of monster hunter generations in my fucking life i'm Me so happy either. yeah like well i i need to i still need to like 
finish up, or at least like progress in generations. Because like, dude, just wait I'm... for the wait. Oh, you you don't have a switch, right? No. Uh, well, no. I I kind of just want to just play the game and get into high rank yeah. for generations, mm-hmm. at least, so I that see. I can tr- transition easily into G rank. I still need to play more for ultimate. Oh, that's fine. For, I think I I feel that for Ultimate's like the better game for. That's what that seems to be the common agreement. Because even like the tutorials are better in for Ultimate. Dude, the I I I talked Johnson. You weren't here, but when Trick and I were talking about it, we were talking because Generations had just come out, and also uh, God Eater Two had just come out, and we were yeah, talking about that. how like. Four Ultimates tutorials are way fucking better than Generations because they Generations are. like skips over shit that it it kind of acts like you should know some things already. Like I feel like they 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 made those tutorials for people that played Four Ultimate, which is bad because a bunch of people probably jumped on with Generations, especially in the West. Yeah, it's it's weird. It well, yeah, I I think that Generations is just like marketed towards fans uh yeah since it's a celebration of the series mm-hmm. as a whole uh i also heard that some of those like styles or whatever the hell that they're they're officially called are better than others in the long term uh yeah well they're ulti- ultimately their styles so like hunting is i don't know it's it depends on on your play style mm-hmm. for monster i couldn't, Hunter, I couldn't do I could really could not get into Monster Hunter. It's not for everyone. But yeah. I really like but I really like Tokiden. That's fair. Have you have you uh, played God Eater, Ryborg? I couldn't do I couldn't do I couldn't get into God Eater and I couldn't get into Freedom Wars. Okay. Yeah, but me I really, neither. I really like Tokiden for some reason. Tokiden was really fun. And then two and Tokiden two looks fucking awesome. I like God Eater two a lot, except for the characters oh. and the designs. I like God Eater for Blood Rage. You guys remember Blood Rage, the I theme? Re- yeah. Uh, that's God Eater. Mm-hmm. God Eater's OST is actually pretty good. It's so. really good. Uh, yeah, that's it. How do you feel, Johnson? How do you feel about the rumors that um, the Switch is going to get the? Uh, have you heard the recent Monster Hunter rumors, Johnson? Uh, where Sony like so got he, the IP or something like that. So here's here's the here's the idea. Um, the Switch is going to be the home for the new. So this is all according to rumors. The yeah. Switch is going to be the home of the. Um, like kind of like how the PSP had Monster Hunter Portable, Monster Hunter Portable Second, Monster Hunter Portable Third. Um, oh, the Switch is going to be the home of those, and Monster Hunter Five is going to be on Sony stuff moving forward. But it's not going to play like the Monster Hunter we know now. It's going to be an open world thing, and a little bit more like what you would think like a Western open world game would be like. I don't know how to feel about that, man. Um, that's that's yeah. not Monster Hunter to me. Yeah, and and apparently uh, the idea there is, hey, we'll have the old fan base that wants the old shit on the Switch, and we'll have like they're gonna try to win the West over mainstream with the Sony stuff. 
Why don't you just make a different game? Yeah, yeah. actually. Um, I mean, Dragon, Dragon like, what Saga. The fuck? That, that's yeah, what I was about that, to say, too. That just sounds like Dragon Dragon Saga. Saga. That's a thing. Like, you can... I don't know. So to That's... be fair, these are all rumors. The only reason people yeah. are, are holding weight to this is because uh, the the start of that rumor was uh, the first Switch game is going to be Monster Hunter XX, which is um, the updated version of Monster Hunter Generations for people who don't know. Um, yeah. And hey, that turned out to be true, so who knows if the other stuff will be. But... How, about they, like, how about they bring Dragon's Dogma online over here? That'd be neat. You, you know, so here's my thing with the open world Monster Hunter thing. I don't even need that, but, like, man, if I could just get a good-ass Monster Hunter that didn't have fucking zones... Yeah. That would be cool. I'd appreciate I, that. I, I, uh, I kind of like the zone transitions. I hate Monster the zones. Hunter. Well, okay, you know what? <laughs> I don't mind the zones until I get knocked out of one, and then I, I get knocked uh. into a loading screen, and then I have to walk back <laughs> through another loading screen back to the fucking monster that is the worst <laughs> i feel like that's i does but that's part of monster Hunter, i, I guess. know it sucks that's, that's how i yeah that's how i feel about it but that yeah the, it's understandable that is the terrible inventory management system oh but i didn't have a i didn't have a problem with the inventory it's like i i guess i felt like it was my responsibility to just sort it out it's, myself it's rough yeah i feel like it could be simplified a bit is my only real thing with that the inventory is not the worst yeah, they they give you sort buttons too, which is nice. So yeah, um, but yeah, other than that, I'm 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 really happy with the Switch. I'm I'm excited for Mario Odyssey. I, I like I said, I want to pick up Puyo Puyo Tetris at some point. Um, Fate Extella with all the DLC, probably pick that up. <laughs> that that's a surprise announcement for me. Like, what the fuck? That's, yeah, that's a weird one. I I didn't really get it, but all right. Cool. Yeah. Fake Stella on the Switch. Okay. That would have been a perfect segue into Fate Zero, but fuck it, I want to talk about Uzumaki real quick. Yeah. Which uh, I, I um, talked about a few podcasts ago. Uh, Uzumaki, Junji Ito, horror manga. Um, I, I have mm-hmm. the whole deluxe edition collected into one hardcover book, which is a really nice book, actually. I, I recommend it if, if you want to read it. I'd, I'd go with... Uh, just look up Uzumaki on Amazon. You should be able to find, like, Uzumaki Deluxe Edition or whatever. It's um, it's not that expensive. Uh, Ryborg, from what we talked about, it seemed like, prior prior to recording, ha- have you read Uzumaki? A long time ago. Okay. I, I haven't. Been a while. Um... So, I, I talked about last time, I kind of said that I, I enjoyed it because Junji Ito work is is basically manga creepypasta, and, like, yeah. it's very short yeah. form, you you've, you go through the scary thing, the characters aren't super well developed, um, you're just kind of there for, like, the scare, and then it kind of concludes. Yeah. Um, Uzumaki's interesting because for about three-fourths of it, it follows that style. There's two main central... Like, it, it follows a couple. And specifically a girl. And all the creepy shit in her town that's haunted by this spiral. Like, it's the town is haunted by the concept of a spiral. And it follows all the creepy shit sh- uh, she sees. And it works pretty well. The last fourth of it starts to tie a lot of things together that were previously, like, just in individual chapters. Um... 
And between that and reading Gyo, I've kind of come to the conclusion that when Junji Ito does these long-term uh, series that follow the same set of characters and he's forced to close them out and conclude them, I don't think Junji Ito's very good at endings to long-running things. Um, I didn't mind the ending. Uh, well, sorry, what was that? It's hard. It's hard. Like, it's uh, really hard to tie something together, so it's like... Especially when I don't think he was interested in doing it in the first place. I think he had yeah. to. And it's interesting that this is the most iconic one for some reason. And it's like, you know what okay. I will say though? I think it's uh, I think it's my favorite of his work so far that I've read. Yeah, it, it's good. I I I have a soft spot for for one of the short stories that he did called "The Hanging Balloons" just because of how fucking weird it is. Yeah. But uh, Uzumaki, like, the amount of chapters I liked to the amount of chapters, I was like, eh, it's okay. It was was very, uh, it, it was very favorable. Um, I think the last one-fourth is a little, it's a little weird. Um, yeah, it's it's stronger in that it kind of, kind of like my, my review, my hot take on RE7. Really strong at the beginning, and then it just, woo, fucking... <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh. I love how because I'm pretty sure the last time we discussed RE7 on this podcast, I specifically said, "Man, everyone I talked to about RE7 either is like I loved the first half and the second half was even better, or I loved the first half and the second half I hated." Uh, I liked it. I just I just liked the first half. I liked all of it. I just liked the half first half when i like the second half that's it i'm not saying oh it sucks because the the entire game sucks because the second half's not as good as no i liked the entire experience I i'm curious like, though is the second half like the action oriented part of re7 or yeah you can say that yeah okay. you can say that yeah it, it, because... it, go it goes from a, a, a unique take on re1 to a unique take on re4 Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I heard that like, uh, I heard from Levito that like RE seven, kind of like flowed a bit like RE two, and RE two is like one of my favorite RE games. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I could see that connection as well. Yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. honest, it, it pays homage to the tone of the entire franchise while doing its own thing. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. That kind, you know, that kind, that sounds kind of. I dope. still need to play it. <laughs> Yeah, me too. It's, I, it's great. I think it's awesome. Well, one of my favorite games. Damn. I, <laughs> That's strong praise. That's good shit. Is it your I, favorite? It's, is your, is it your favorite RE? I think it's my favorite RE. I nice. need to replay 4 because it's been years, but I think it's my favorite RE. I'm, I'm a big fan of... Um, I'm a very big fan of 2 and 4. Yeah, same here. I want to go through... Yeah, I like 2 and 4. I like 1. Actually, sorry. 2, two I like four. remake. No. Yeah, uh, two, two, four, and remake are, remake. are the holy trilogy for me. Yeah, I have remake I, on my I, PS4. I could agree with that. I could agree. I gotta go I play that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the, I'm gonna take the outlier where I kind of really like Code Veronica. What? How? There's you? some parts of Code Veronica I kind of like. What the fuck was that dude's name in there again? Was it? Was that Steve? Wait, no, Steve was three. Yeah, no. The guy that looks at her Carlos, ass. right? No, I don't think it's Carlos. The guy that was like staring at her ass when she bends over, right? 
whatever. The, the, he dies. <laughs> he I don't fucking remember. That's what. That's like the first. Cut, it's like one of the first cutscenes. He's just like bends over the computer. He's like, nice. Uh, let's see, Code Veronica. Same. The Dreamcast one. I never played. I, yeah, I, it it was Steve. It was Steve. It was Steve. Okay. Oh, it was Steve. Okay. Oh yeah. no, Carlos was three then, right? Uh, uh, RE3 and Code Veronica are the two I haven't played, so this conversation is horrible for me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah three, three, three is like, you have to play on hard, because easy is like, too easy. So if you ever play three, do not play it on normal. Don't play it on normal, play it on like hard or something like that. It's it's worded like that. It's a very good uh, game. Three's fun. Three's fun. It's I wish the Nemesis thing came idea. back. <laughs> Well, boy, do I have a game for you. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, seven. oh, man. God damn it. I really want to play that. That's how it is, yeah. And that's just like, you know, you're just walking around and you just hear, Who boy, you gonna get tough? <laughs> it's, like, it's so good. It's, it's so, like, it's it's like, so it's good. good. Oh, it's so good. Like, I'm like, This yeah, is just a daily right. occurrence for me, so I think the effect will be lost. Oh, uh, man, I love that shit. I live in, see, that's the thing with with. Seven. I have never experienced this in California, so this is this a new. Is, this is the thing with Seven. I don't live in the South, but I do live in like the fucking backwoods of Wisconsin, so I feel like the effect is going to be slightly lost. You get you get the who boy back I, out of the forest. I know I'd be lost or even better. <laughs> it's You'll like, be like, I think I know this guy. <laughs> it's like the horror is right next door. Yeah, and like, uh, there's it's a lot It's Resident of... Even. I just want to talk Fuck. about Resident Evil 7 now. Now I want to play it again. I'm actually in the middle of a, of a playthrough right now that I'm uh, I'm playing through to show my friends because they were too scared to play it. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to play it again. I'm going to play it on Madhouse. That sounds dope. Um, yeah, it's like, it felt like a, just a good Resident Evil game. Like, it was super surprising. I did like like from seeing it in preview stuff. I really liked the aesthetic because it felt because I liked like True Detective season one. That's what it kind of like felt like for me. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see that. So I was kind of just like, yeah, I like you know Deliverance stuff like that, like crazy creepy redneck family. But then like with that weird Resident Evil twist of like bio, yeah. you know, bio weapon. Yeah. Like it, it, it is a Resident Evil game. It's a Resident. It's super fucking. <laughs> Even like like pre- pe- people that thought it was gonna be like something that wasn't no, Resident Evil. No. It, it, it was a- fucking <laughs> Resident Evil. You are putting together fucking weird decorative elements to open doors. The it's, first time, the first you're time doing you see that door that requires shit. the three dog heads, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm Red- home. Yeah, it's like, okay, wait, we're playing Resident Evil now. There's, anyway. Okay, there's one thing I want to say about Uzumaki left. Oh, okay. yeah. And then, and then we could transition. So there's a part where a, a new... This is the, towards the the final fourth. And prior to this, there was a chapter that involved a person turning into a snail. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a point in the last one-fourth where there's that, that becomes a bigger thing. And it's reintroduced to the story by a reporter who is new to the town coming in and like lifting up some debris and a snail person comes out and the main character nonchalantly goes oh that's a snail person I haven't seen one of those in a while and I feel like that represents a lot of the issue of him trying to tie in a lot of separate plot elements together (laughs) Uh, but other than that I really enjoyed Uzumaki 
nice. Snail people, though. Um, but yeah. What, what else did you enjoy recently, Rosin? I enjoyed going to the beginning. All the way back to the fourth Holy Grail War. Oh, I thought we were talking about Back to the Future. I, I, no, okay. we're talking about so the Great Cataclysm on, of Fukuya City. Oh, on, yes. the, on the last, let's be honest, real episode of WAF, we wow. talked about Unlimited Blade Works, and then me and Antonomi talked about Fate Zero for Wait, an hour. Hold on, hold on. Are we not on a real episode of WAF? No, no. This is, is this filler? Zach no. cried for a week because I didn't let him on the Nier Automata spoiler cast. Yeah, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't <laughs> want to be part of, like, fucking filler, right? No, it... That's Johnson, not my, that's not I my was, character. I was saying the Nier Automata podcast was filler because I wasn't on it. Okay. Jeez. Okay, thank you. Oh, God, just thank you. tank my joke. Jeez. Sorry. It was such a good joke. <laughs> Jesus. Comedic oh, genius. Oh, um, anyway, so we talked about it, like, Fate Zero for an hour. So let's talk about it for another hour, Rosin. Yep. I got time. Let's go. Natalia's great. Oh, it's so good. Okay. And Ryborg, on on the lost half hour, we exchanged some words about Tight Moon. Fate Zero is my favorite anime of all time. I really like it. So, Rosin, please give your thoughts for the people. Okay. Um, I have a couple thoughts on Fate Zero. I, I really dug it. It's kind of shocking how much better written it is than Unlimited Blade Works. No. Um, there I mean, is it is gap. by a different writer. Yeah, yeah. and you can tell. Yeah. Um, okay, here's, here's the thing, though. I think... So I don't mean to cut you off, Rosin, but yeah. it's just it's an important po- point to, yeah, to point out. Fine. Urobuchi Jin is the writer of the novels of Fate Zero, and he is very clearly a better writer. Mm-hmm. Um, Nasu still had a major role in crafting the story; like like they talked about it together. And I think Nasu is really strong at world building. And stuff like that. Yeah. So you kind of get the best of both worlds with this. And, I agree. and like, I, I don't want to, like, it is better writing than Unlimited Blade Works, but I don't think that we should throw Nasu under the bus. It's fine. Yeah. I, I really do enjoy his world building, but I do think his characterization and and some of the other, like, um, plot elements weren't necessarily done the best. And I know he was kind of younger when he did the fate stay night stuff so you know maybe he's well he's better. gotten worse since then so oh ooh. yeah um well but, i i haven't been able to read much on the holy night so we'll see on that but uh yeah like i i feel like his world building is his strongest element and to be honest it's what kept me going until i got i i got really caught up because i, I thought the shiro versus archer stuff was actually really interesting but also, there was still part of me in the back of my mind that was like, I wish all the other characters were this interesting. Um, <laughs> and I know part of that is just because I watched the show, and I'm sure the visual novel that's, like, infinitely longer probably goes way more detailed and into it. Um, but, man... Yes, but also, the cast of Fate Zero is still better. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, 
Because going from you're going through this this tournament, quote unquote, from the eyes of two people that are participants, and then there's kind of five side characters that are around doing stuff, to Game of Thrones style, all seven people are a viewpoint, like in the in the story. Yeah. That is such a better way to tell that style of, of thing. Uh, it's great. Um, so, Zach, we've talked about this a little bit. Yeah? I, this is my conclusion on it. Okay. I feel like Fate Zero is a better place to start for some people, it, it, assuming you're, you don't want to read the VN. It's like, sort of thing, the, the question of, should I start with Unlimited Blade Works or Zero? Mm-hmm. I feel like, personally speaking, and I feel like other people might have this as well, I don't think I would have continued with either of the series if I started with Zero. It's a slower opening. It's a slower opening, and they throw a lot of shit at you at once, and it's a lot of characters to keep track of. As somebody who watched Fate Zero when like I didn't know shit about Fate, Episode Zero made me sleep. So Yeah, it's... it's I like... A lot of I legit families. Slept. It's a lot going on. It's yeah, a, it's a lot of a lot of, of lore, and it, it it's impossible for me to even look at it from that viewpoint because I knew everything before Fate Zero. Yeah. So like I can't argue with that. Yeah. Um. On the other hand, Unlimited Blade Works has a different problem, where you start with a kid who knows a little bit. He knows a little bit of what's going on, but he still needs a most most of the important shit explained to him. So you get the benefit of having a character that's like an audience surrogate that can have stuff explained to them, and you can kind of discover together with that protagonist. But also, they move at a quite faster speed than Zero does. So I yeah. can definitely see someone not being able to catch up and follow along if you're not fully paying attention. And I think for some people they would prefer the slower exposition of Zero. I honestly say if you if you want to see, give both a try. Kind of feel out which one you're feeling more. Both um, are on Netflix, so... Yeah, and uh, I will say I think um, I like Zero more, but I'm glad I started with uh, Unlimited Blade Works. Okay. I think Unlimited Blade Works... A lot of its issues comes from the fact that it's an adaptation of what's meant to be the middle thing you go through of a story. Mm-hmm. Like, Fate it, fate has that slower pace of Zero, but without being as good as Zero. And Unlimited Blade Works was there like, well, you already went through Fate, so let's kick shit up, you know? Yeah. So that that it feels kind of weird to just jump into Unlimited Blade Works, in my opinion. So I would still say, if you're... If you're like, determined to start with only anime, give Fate Zero a shot. If you find it boring, then yeah, you can jump to Ubu. But after you watch Ubu, give Fate Zero another shot. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. It's, it's, I, I dug it a lot. It's so much, it's, there's a couple things. It, for number one, it's so much shocking how much more adult it is in terms yes. of content and also just like, the themes discussed? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And also, like... Man, the events of that series are so serious that the, the Unlimited Blade Works kind of retroactively looks like Looney Tunes-style shit of, like, incompetence. Which, to be fair, it, it is in the visual novel, but was, like, 
amped up to 11 for the anime. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, it was really good. I dug it. Those flashback episodes, eh? I liked those a lot. Natalia yeah. is great. Natalia is great, and I also... I feel like it's one of my favorite instances of, like... Getting a character's backstory and having everything click into place. Yeah. I don't want to... I, I guess I, I, we shouldn't spoil the specifics, but, like... You... you for the entire series, are kind of like... What what's this guy's deal? You know, like I get why he is the way he is, but like, you know, and then those two episodes happen. It's like I understand everything. Yeah, <laughs> his character now makes complete sense. Uh, but yeah, it, it was really good so far. My favorite type moon thing of my limited experience of Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, a few rounds of Melty Blood. I played one time and notes. Oh. I thought I thought you were gonna say vape, stay night, vape, stay night. Yep, vape, stay night. Um, I'm gonna watch Karno Kyokai next. Okay. Maybe at some point I'll read some of the VNs. I'm still not sure. It's a time commitment, and I'm not sure if I want to spend that much time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think cool, though. Fate Zero is my favorite Tech Moon thing. Um. Mm. Kendrick Kokai is good. Uh, it's not as good, but I, I think uh, Kendrick Kokai 5, like the fifth movie, is probably the best of all of them. So, if you can make it to that one. Okay. I'll but you, you need the ones before it, but like, at least stick stick through to 5. Okay. Um, and then I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which the only thing I have to say is it was pretty good. Um, man, that is a movie that would have been f better without the forced comedy bits. A lot of the jokes felt really flat to me, and it's a shame because when the movie gets going, it actually has, I think, one of the better stories, and actually one of the better antagonists of any of the Marvel movies. Um, but, like, the fact that they need to have, like, a joke every scene is, is a little... Mm, yeah. I, I, I actually think if they had just said, hey, the first one was funny and we're gonna go just a little bit more serious for the second one, I would have appreciated it a little more. Uh, it's it's what sells, unfortunately. Yeah. And so. you know what, hey, that's one of those Persona 5 instances of, like, very personal shit that, like, connects to my life experiences pretty well. Um, yeah. I actually had a few people that saw it in the theater and then texted me, like, boy, you, you should see this movie if you haven't already, and I'm like, nope, I, I saw it. Um, but yeah, I, 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 like, you don't need to have, like, a, a zinger every, every, it, it's, it's also too, it's at the end of every scene, and then it transitions to the next scene. It's super obvious, the pace of all of the comedy in that movie, and it's, oh. it's a little lame. I, I, I think oh. that, I still like the first movie, I didn't think the first movie was the second coming of Christ a lot of people thought. I thought it was yeah. funny, I thought it was enjoyable, but I, I think I, the humor isn't as good in two. Yeah, and it just felt a little more forced. All I all I have to add to this conversation is that I got a Guardians of the Galaxy two poster at GameStop. Cool, for what? cool dude. I don't know. I was like trading Pokemon games in for Tekken <laughs> seven and like a twenty dollar PSN card. He just he, he was like, "Hey, you like Guardians of the Galaxy?" I was like, "All right." 
and then he gave me a poster. I was like, oh, cool. Nice. Thanks. So I gave it to my sister because it was my sister's birthday that day. So, Aww. Yeah. I'm a great brother. And then you returned her real present, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Yes. This is probably uh, the, the, the part where we should we should go Break on. for sponsors. Yeah, actually, because I need to I need to use the little brand brands room. I'll I'll be back. We can This This podcast is sponsored by Diet Co- Pepsi. I was gonna say Coca Cola. Nope, Diet Pepsi. We're sponsored by Diet Pepsi, Croc. The Legend of Gabus. Uh, Fireball, but, cinnamon whiskey, and camel cigarettes. And uh, uh, fucking track and guard. Just yeah. track and guard. The Legend of Dragoon. Dragoon, dragon. <laughs> and yep. also Konosuba. Shoutouts to Konosuba. Uh, do you, do you want me to say it again or no i'm just thinking that this has like the opposite momentum of the beginning of episode eight because like it's at the it's towards the end instead of the beginning and we're all probably yeah. kind of tired we had that lost tw- like lost 25 minutes and that kind of you know yeah it's still it's like, really hot it's like here one eight one a.m here it's hot got the fan yeah. off let I threw me... my back out. Like, I, you know what? I don't even know if I threw it out so much as like, I don't know what's wrong. If I got like a herniated disc or something going on, oh, no. I, I like I can barely stand. I can barely walk. Like even sitting down hurts. I've been like laying yeah. down a lot. That's why I started reading the Witcher books because you know I'm just laying hopefully, around. Hopefully it's not anything serious. You know. Well, it's been it's been over two weeks, and I made a doctor's appointment, so I I think it's something serious. But oh, we'll see. Boy. Yeah. Um, I've got an ant infestation in my room. I yeah, put how, down like how's, how's that going? five ant. Okay, so I've killed like three today, which is down from like the ten of when it started. I've got like five ant traps placed around my bed because they were like coming up from the vents from the basement, which is right by my bed. Not been fun. I did kill one during this call. Nice. This 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 uh, podcast episode. I made uh, I made rice. Nice. Well, nice got, rice. While you're talking about Persona 4 or Persona 5. It's the same shit. Honestly. We're <laughs> the same. It sells. Right. It is a strong game. So. I, I love Persona 5. Yeah. I, I had a great time with it. Yeah, despite the it's... fact that it was the same stuff, like it was still really yeah. strong. It's the same stuff, but it's stuff I like. So, like, yeah. I can complain about it being the same, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, no, I still like this. Yeah. Okay, are we back now? You're the one that left! Yeah, no, I know. I meant, are we all back emotionally? <laughs> I'm, no. Okay, oh. well, it's time to talk about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, or as we call it, Punk Bat. You're the only one that calls it that. No, yeah. it's a common you phrase. Are. Look no. it up on Twitter. All right. I don't actually, know anyone actually, on Twitter who talk, calls it that. So, actually, unfortunately, Plunk Bat seems to be what people call it now. But for a time, it was Punk Bat. And I punk kinda... Bat is so much better than Plunk Bat. Yeah. 
Plunk Bat seems to be the one that won over, though, which is a shame. I, I, like, I like Punk Bat. I'll always call it Punk Bat. Um, Punk Bat ain't dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, boy. So, so, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is one of the most fun, unfortunately named video games ever. So, Player yeah. Unknown was a modder guy who made, like, a Battle Royale mode for Arma 3, and then he got hired on as, like, a consultant developer dude for H1Z1 for when they made a very similar mode to that mod. And then eventually he's just like, fuck it, I'm gonna get a team together and we're gonna make our own, uh, own, uh, standalone game of, like, the whole, um, Hunger Games-esque concept. So, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds is a game where there's a giant open-world sandbox island-type map. Uh, one, and, and then, actually, at the start of the game, there's 100 people on a plane. The plane flies in a randomized, uh, randomized um, line over the island. And then you have to drop down onto the island below and then scavenge for randomly generated uh, equipment. And whoever is... Um, the last person standing wins or last team standing there's three game modes solo where it's just every individual 100 person is fighting each other like a free-for-all uh team where it's um 50 teams of two and then squad where it's 25 teams of four and uh i've been playing a quite a bit of it uh and then i got zach on board and we've been doing a lot of uh duo stuff and it's been um pretty pretty enjoyable i'd say it's a good time yeah i'm having a lot of fun with it um i tried a little bit of like i've played a few solo rounds but uh most of my time on it so far has been a duo with rosin haven't gotten to try a uh, squad yet but i'm sure that'll happen eventually because there's only, people playing it i've only done it once with a couple of friends and it, we didn't last long but um it was fun uh it's a it's a very cool game um there's a lot of really smart game design things in there that i kind of want to make a video about too or just like in general make a video about my experience with this game because it's been such a blast uh so, because it's a giant open, like, excuse me, island map, you, you'd think, like, oh, what happens when there's only, like, three people left and they're all over this giant island? Well, there's this mechanic where you have to... There's, like, a circle that is, like, a safe zone. And if you're outside the circle, this... O- over time, this blue electrical fog will, cir- will will start to enclose around you. And you'll take damage over time. And then the circle, the, the white circle that's the safe zone will keep getting smaller and smaller. So eventually everyone gets corralled into one specific location, and at that point y- y- it's harder to hide or play stealthily. At some point you're going to need to start fighting um, until there's only one person left. So that's a really smart mechanic for, for getting, you know, not, not letting people just lame it out somewhere on one corner of the map until everyone else is dead. There's going to be a point where you're forced to move, and a very viable strategy is getting some good gear and then going right to the center of wherever the safe zone's going to be and just setting up base early. Because, hey, you you get the drop on the latecomers, even if they have better gear. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of strategy like that that's involved. Uh, game's in early access, so there's some really weird glitch 
isms that happen sometimes. Zach and I had an incident involving a motorcycle that was very bizarre, where we just kind of were on a motorcycle and Zach, how did that go when we we were like driving on a motorcycle and like we accidentally ran ourselves over? So we were we were on a motorcycle and there was like a tiny little bump, like just a tiny little bump in the ground, and rather than like us just go over the bump. Um, the motorcycle somehow went above our characters and ran us over. Yeah, that was it. That was it. It was uh, not great. Um, it's uh, And also, too, when you're playing with uh, friends, there's this really neat mechanic where if someone gets shot, they're not, like, when their health reaches zero, they're not dead. They're downed, and they could be shot again, which would kill them, but the other the other team members have the chance to revive them, which is which is cool, too. So, oh, were you going to say something else? No, I was just going to say there's a lot of really good design in this game. The The most fun thing, I think, about this game is the duo mode and probably the squad mode by extension because I think the core mechanics are fun, but I would probably get bored of them very quickly if I was only playing solo mode. Um, I really like the vibe of, like, the two men, like, okay, I'll get this house, you get that house hold on, I think I see something, I'm gonna crouch down, you, like, try to draw him out, like, uh, when, when we run into, like, a car, it's like, do you want to drive or should I drive, you drive, alright, then I'll open the map and tell you where to go, like, that kind of teamwork makes that game significantly more fun than I think it would be if it was just one player only modes. Mm-hmm. If I had any complaint, and this is something I hope they work on in the future, I think more game modes would be fun, we talked a little bit, uh, like off uh, the podcast about uh, a a one like one team versus one team of fifty versus another team of fifty would be fun. Yeah, like a, like a red versus blue type thing, you know. Um, the only other thing is you pitch this game to me as like, hey, remember when you used to like Daisy? And the one thing I think Daisy had that this game doesn't have is. People were more willing to have fun in Daisy as opposed to Punk Bat, which is just like people just want to kill you and be the winner. Um, yeah. If there was maybe a slower paced mode, which was like, well, here people can go in and just use the game's mechanics to like do weird fun things. That that would be fun to see. Like, like, a, ru- like, a, like in- a just survive mode. Yeah. Honestly, like, like, if they wanted to, they could just drop zombies on the map, and you would have most of the base of Daisy there. <laughs> well, the zombies were the least interesting part about Daisy to me. I, I, I just mean, like, running into a town in Daisy could lead to, like, people ambushing you and, like, shaking you down for your stuff, and then, like, maybe they'll ask you to join their real weird cult, or maybe they'll yeah. just kill you. But, like, in Daisy, you run into a town. If there's someone else in that town, they're gonna just shoot you. Yeah. I, I mean, Punk Bat, they're gonna just shoot you. And Which I, I, is fine, it's fun, but, like, it'd be cool if they had some other stuff, too. Yeah, I, I feel like in Daisy, the zombies were a hazard that were kind of there as a slight threat that were just enough of a threat to be an excuse for everything else socially to go in motion. Um... 
Yeah. And I feel like there, well, I, there need to be something like that for, like, a, a kind of more social mode like that to open up in Punk Bat. Maybe not zombies, but something else would be cool. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think it's just the fact that there is a score in Punk Bat which forces people to go into that kill you mode. Because the goal of Punk Bat yeah. is to be the last person alive. Yeah, that's true. And I think if maybe there was a mode where that wasn't the case and people were just constantly, like, when someone died, someone else came in. Yeah. That mode, I think, would, would open it up to a lot more of, like, people doing weird roleplay stuff. Which it doesn't need. I think the base mode is fun as it is. But it would be cool in the future to see something like that added. Just as, like, a fun little free mode type thing. Yeah, yeah, like a free mode. Exactly. That's 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 what I mean. I would like to see more islands long term, like, in the future. It'd be mm. neat to see other, other settings. Just yeah, the the, the the map seems super big at first, but we've kind of got our way of it now, don't we? Yeah, like we, do. we we've created like our own little path. We often do. Yeah, we have. Like when we get in certain situations, we know general areas of where we should go and where we should avoid. Um, it's uh, it's which interesting. is which is fun. It, it's cool to have that kind of map familiarity. But in in about two three months, everyone's gonna have that, you know? Yeah. I'm curious to see how the metagame is going to evolve, because right now you have a lot of shit, like, uh, a lot of streamers are saying, like, hey, never go into a city, it's not worth it, because the thing is that with the higher, like, the cities and places with higher buildings, there's going to be a lot more people going there, because that's where all, like, the good loot and shit is, or at least, like, you know, there's higher quantities of loot. But also, that means you're more likely to run into someone else and get shot, and people are really stressing the whole, like, hey just stick to the forest and, and poke and go into a couple houses every now and again to get some shit and then move on, but try not to draw attention to yourself. But if more and more people keep recommending that, I can see a future for this game where everyone is just fucking around in the forest and there's, like, nobody in the towns, you know? <laughs> and that'll yeah. be interesting because the people that go to the towns then are going to have a way bigger advantage. It'll be interesting to see how it all goes. I, I've I honestly, like... This game does not deserve to be as fun as it is. It's really <laughs> that's, fun. That's true. <laughs> it, it's so good. It's I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be in my top ten this year. I don't know if it'll be in mine, but that's only because there's so much that came out this year. This is a great year for games. I'll tell you what, it's going to be above Mass Effect Andromeda. Oof. Well, I feel like we covered everything in our, uh, in our, um, what we've been doing section. Yes. Uh, only Hell two, yeah. two and a half hours in. Oh, yeah. boy. Let's run through the news. We've had, we've had, we've had longer. Yeah, we have. So, Fanquish okay. came out on Steam. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck man. yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. I okay, made a video, and it's pretty. I'm happy with it. I spent a lot of time making it. It broke <laughs> twice, and I had to remake parts of it twice. It's called You Should Really Play Vanquish. It's his best video on YouTube, honestly. A lot of people really like it. Yeah, well, I when like you it. make when you make very meme content, Rosin, then you go to Vanquish, and then it's really good. Yeah, I liked it a lot, though. It was good. Good stuff. I'm proud of it. Yeah. Which is more than I can say about a lot of things I make. Like this. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I will say, though, like, as, like, I, I already beat Vanquish around, like, I think, like, probably yesterday. 
but uh, I I think it might be one of my favorite games of the year I played, and it's a fucking port, so can't wait to play it again because I learned a few new uh, techniques to play it more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Yep. As you do with platinum games. Yeah. I didn't realize uh, until like later on I can do like a boost kick, boost kick into like a tank. And then shoot the tank with the shotgun, and then blow it up. That was cool. Yeah, just stuff like that. Yeah. Apparently, I think someone said that if you shoot your cigarette out of midair, it does a thing. Oh. I never realized that because I mean I knew the cigarettes existed in there as like a distraction mechanic, but yeah. I never used yeah. them too much. But I, apparently, if you shoot your cigarette, like the effect amplifies or some something happens. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. It's a very deep game for something that's very short, but it, yeah, I, I did not, play. I did not expect a cliffhanger when I finished that game. But man, yeah, and I really fucking hope they make Vanquish too. I, yeah, like I, you know, I was kind of invested in this story during the last half of that game. Like um, I didn't, I didn't expect to. I think that's one of my favorite platinum final boss fights. Yeah. It's yeah. really good, because that entire yeah. game is you yeah. struggling with the meter management and being like, oh, I hope my suit doesn't overheat as I do all this cool shit, and then yeah. for the power-up for the final battle to be like, hey, we just tripled your meter. It gets longer, and then it just, like, uh, the overheat meter uh, gains back up faster. I yeah. yeah, It's yeah, just, yeah. hey, you have more resource of the And thing. you have to, because you have to deal with two guys at once. Yeah, yeah. it's so fucking cool. That's so good. Oh yeah, that that stupid QTE uh during the middle of that fight is great though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Vanquish is good. Go get it. It's twenty dollars. Like it's so good. Like it's worth it. Mm. It's it's worth it and then some. Uh PC port has a few issues that we should point out. Yeah. Um there's a forty FPS uh well the game gets hit at it goes down to 40 FPS once you're in, like, the first-person sections. And then there's also the fact that, like, it's it's a bit more demanding than Bayonetta 1 was. Or, or like, uh, Metal Gear Rising or Transformers Devastation were. So, just keep that in mind. Um, also, I, too, I, do you know about the damage thing? That's the uh, big one. What is that? If you played the I, I game... so. The, how the game calculates damage because you don't have a, a strict health meter in that game. You're, you have regenerated yeah, yeah. health. But yeah. part of it's calculated so here's my understanding of it. Part of it is calculated by how frequently you get hit and like how fast alongside the, the actual damage values of the of the attacks. So like it's not uh-huh. a traditional health system. It, it, it It's weird. Um... Because some things can totally just kill you in one hit, but other things, it's like, oh, you just need to have enough spacing between the amount of time you get hit with bullets and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, it's tied into the frame rate. So. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. I think go, I, I, I noticed that. If you go bit. beyond 30 FPS, which to be fair, apparently you can turn the game down so it's locked at 30, but if you go beyond 30 FPS, the game gets harder because you take more damage. I, I couldn't. You die I faster. couldn't go down. Well, I couldn't go down to thirty for, on my end. Oh. It, it was only, it was like it was only unlocked at sixty, and I couldn't like lock it down at thirty. That sucks, actually. That's yeah. not good. Um, hopefully they well, fix the ga- that though. Yeah. Well, the game looks nice at sixty, so 
I feel yeah, like that's the something they have to know about and probably are working on. Yeah. I mean, you can unlock it all the way into like 120 FPS, which is like, holy shit. Do you really? Did you do that? Uh, no, because I don't have anything powerful enough. I don't, yeah, I, I couldn't do that either. But I could probably do 60 at decent settings, but... I'm excited. I downloaded it, but I, I've been playing the PS3 version, so I can make that video. Yeah. Which, hey, I was gonna have ready, like, the day after, and then, like, a bunch of things broke, and I had to re-record, and it was a bad time, but... Nice. Vanquish is great. It's a really it's good a, platinum game. It's a good game. Vanquish 2 needs to exist. I mean, we had a few Vanquish mechanics in Transformers Devastation, but it's not Vanquish, so. Yeah. Devastation is also a good game. People should buy that. Best bargain bin game, <laughs> I would say. Like, on, like that's not like, I'm not trying to, like, shit talk the game, like, that's... It's just a good game that happens to be very low budget. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got on Vanquish. G- great game. Yeah. Same. Moving on. We we spoke earlier about the Netflix Witcher deal, but recently a trailer came out for Netflix anime <laughs> Castlevania, and it looks pretty neat. I'm not the so, biggest Castlevania fan or anything, but I I, I, I liked what I saw. Have they dis- disclosed the studio that... The animation they, studio is the animation studio behind Adventure Time. Yeah. Oh, that's um, dope. Yeah. So there's, yeah, it, it like it, it. I had no idea it was going to be so anime influenced because it wasn't advertised as like an anime. Thing. I thought it was live yeah. action. Yeah, me too. Oh, no, they they said it was going to be animated, but like that was all we knew. Um, okay. I got I've I've got a lot to, I've got a lot more to say about Netflix Castlevania than I think anyone imagined i could possibly have i, I just, just like wanna, a minute long trailer zach i, hey. I just want to well i just want to say that i hope i hope this this netflix castlevania gets to the point where we uh what is it we animate the 19xx part of castlevania i don't think uh, that's ever gonna happen but... man i i want that man i love so I, I i think okay let, let me start from the beginning of, of okay. my spiel because Go I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get somewhere with it I promise. Right. Um, first off, they announced this a while back, like like a couple months back, maybe even. Um, I had written it off as something that I would not care about because the way they advertised it was garbage. Um, first off, the like I guess I guess like the lead producer on it is the guy known for doing like those those uh, edgy like short fan films of like. What if Power Rangers was dark and edgy? Um, nice. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And like they what they were talking about, they're like, we're gonna make like a super violent, dark Castlevania series. And they're like, it's gonna be bloody, it's gonna be the Game of Thrones of Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this sounds like because gar- Castlevania is like campy, taking itself a little too seriously, but also like in love with old you, horror. You you pick food off of walls, man. I don't know. So I was like, this is going to be so dumb. Um, Then that teaser trailer came out, and I decided to look into some of the stuff about this. Because I don't know... Rosin, you said you're not super big on Castlevania. Well, it's just I haven't played a lot of it. 
I know at, a year ago, Rybor, you said you played Castlevania 1 in Rondo of Blood. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and Johnson, you like Castlevania. I like Castlevania. I'm so ca- the Netflix Castlevania series is based on Castlevania 3. Which is the one I still haven't played yet. <laughs> yes. It is. Like it's the prequel to Castlevania 1. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not the earliest game in the timeline, but no. it's. It's, uh, it's when the cycle of Dracula began. Because it's kind of like the beginning of the cycle. And it's yeah, yeah. the oldest of the original like NES games. It's such an amazingly smart choice for the series that the more I thought about it, the more I was impressed. Because one, Castlevania 3 has a huge cast. Because um, the gimmick yeah. of that game was you had multiple playable characters. Yeah, you yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. sorcerer and like a couple there, other... You can... Yeah, those Grant... Sorry, go ahead. There's Grant, Sophia, uh, Alucard, and then Trevor slash Ralph. I think those are the characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sophia, I, I like like Sifa, I think. Oh. She's also called. Yeah. Um, oh, wait, no, I played Dawn. I played Dawn of Sorrow, too. Okay, and and Sifa, Sophia, whatever her name is, um, she's the I'm gonna butcher all these names like Bel Belnades, but Belnads family Bel-Nades? that is that ends up playing a huge role in like the Aria of Sorrow games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you've got like witch girl, thief man, Alucard, which is Alucard. And we see Alucard in that teaser trailer. He's the blonde yeah. vampire that yeah. races from the coffin. Because um, Dracula, we, we got a sneak peek of, and he's got the, the black hair. Um, and then Trevor Belmont, which they describe the Belmont clan in this series as like a disgraced family. Um, so you've got this huge cast of characters. It's an NES game, so they can do whatever they want with the story. Because the yeah. NES story was just they went and killed Dracula. Right. So they've got room to do whatever they want within the confines of the story, but also it sets up the entire series because one thing we do know is that there's going to be romance between Trevor and Sifa, Sophia, because that's even canon in the game, so they can have the romance in there. And then the ultimate end goal, in my opinion, would be this story wraps up and then season two is a hundred years later. Oh. Which is Castlevania 1, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Oh. I thought it'd be Symphony of the Night, but yeah, okay. No, yeah. no, no, no. They they have to go through the whole thing. Yeah. They they would have to do Castlevania one and Rondo of Blood before Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Like uh, imagine if this series catches on and five or six <laughs> years from area now. Of sorrow. Right, but imagine, you know, like you, know, you, you know, just get the whole fucking thing. You know, Rondo of Blood would be perfect for this, actually, considering that like original Rondo of Blood is super anime. And then yeah. Lords of Shadow yeah. comes out in a, in 3D form. Rosin, don't, don't, don't fucking... Don't ruin don't this fuck, for me. Shut up, Rosin. <laughs> so, I don't know about you guys, but, like, that was, like, 40-second teaser. And with all of that information I had, I thought it looked pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Also, like, they had, like, a... There's so much, like, love and nostalgia for the old games in there. Did you guys see yeah. the promotional art that was a recreation of the original Castlevania yeah. art? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's so one. cool. Yeah, the Japanese one is great. Because uh, it has, like, the moon uh, right. crescent. Yeah, yeah. On the logo. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I, I'm 
Oh, God, I hope this is good. Like, it would be so cool if this was good. <laughs> I mean, I hope they go, if they go to, to Castlevania 1, we get that fucking Conan the Barbarian ass. Oh, yeah. Fucking, uh, what's well, his name? Uh, what's the first one? Simon. Yeah. Why did I fucking forget that? <laughs> it's 2 a.m. I have an excuse. It's fine. It's yeah, I, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I went through every name. I went through every name. I was like Trevor, Richter, Gabriel. I was Gabriel. Like, <laughs> I don't even know who where Gabriel's from. It's Lord the, the Shadow. Oh. Amanda and I need See, to finish. Finish. So here's the, here's what we play. We played Castlevania one. We watched Castlevania two because we started playing it and said fuck this. We played yep. Super Castlevania four. We might we'll we'll, we'll try Castlevania three, and if that doesn't go, we'll just watch Castlevania three. Or wait for That's the show. CB3 uh, is like a very long game. Isn't it really? No. Isn't it the hardest one too, or something? Well, yeah. the American version is, I think. Oh, because the thing yeah. is, is that like Castlevania One was like cool, but like we just kind of got fed up with the dumb NES bullshit of like the. Clock oh, tower. Castlevania Castlevania Three has a tenfold. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Just play probably, Rondo of Blood. We'll probably yeah. just watch that one and then move on. Then I mean, I mean, I say, Rondo of Blood. I mean, if we do want to play it, I feel like the Japanese version would be better, only because of, like it's a lot easier. Okay. Yeah, and also the music. And also, it was the original vision. Yes. Hey, Rosin. Yeah. Play Rondo of Blood. Okay. Yeah. Play Let's Rondo play of Blood. It. It's Let's like it. awesome. You're not trying thing. to force me to do that, Zach, are you? Don't play, don't play, don't play Dracula X. Play Rondo of Blood. You can play Dracula X Chronicles on PSP if you really want to, because it's got a better final boss. Yeah, we gotta get that. You gotta get that Turbo Graphics experience. You gotta get that PC Engine ass fucking experience. Rosin, I could tell you were trying to run really fast away from this conversation. Yeah, I didn't want to force the conversation to change however so, sorry that i was kind of in a castlevania mania sonic go? 3 and That's... knuckles oh oh that oh now i get it hey, I, I get it now guy, hey little guy that was a big the cat reference for those at home live and learn I'm not would... gonna. I'm not gonna talk too much about Sonic the Hedgehog, guys. But I'm gonna talk a little bit about Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. No problem. So oh. I, I, I said when we were coming up with the schedule that I wanted to talk a bit about Sonic, and Rosin just auto completed that to Sonic Forces. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, well. Well then, I guess the, I'm the, wrong. The 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 little tidbit. Well, I I mean Sonic Forces. Hey, custom characters. Zach, that's yeah, I was thing. about to say Zach. You you started crying and you're like, I need to talk about my genius Sonic Forces character. My, like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make green Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> that's my OC. Good job. You 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 think I'm joking, but I'm gonna make green Sonic the Hedgehog. Good. Anyway, um, no. So Sonic Mania. Is a game that I'm really excited for because it here. looks. I, I've actually played Sonic Mania. It's really good. I could confirm that game's really good. Um, I played Studiopolis Zone Act One, and that music has been stuck in my head ever since. But yeah, l- listen to that song if you haven't. That that Studiopolis Zone Act One is good. It's so good. But it's a good song. That game got delayed, and I was a little sad. 
Um, did you guys see the thing with that? I haven't. No. So the game is still currently. It was supposed to be spring, and then they delayed it to a vague like summer 2017 maybe type thing. Um, the the Steam page recently got updated with a new trailer, I guess. And even though they haven't said anything about it, and the Steam listing still just says summer 27, that trailer that's on there ends with I think like August 15th or something. No. Oh. So I I guess that date got leaked by a trailer. Hmm. The August fifteenth Sonic Mania. Also, Sonic Forces looks good too. So, yeah, a few good Sonic games this year. Hopefully, they're yeah, good. They... I mean, I mean, Sonic I, I Mania. Can... Okay, Son- so my my only worry with Sonic Mania is that there won't be enough original levels because I don't really care all that much about going through old levels again because I've played those games so many times. I know yeah. they've changed them up a bit, but still, um, one of my major issues with sonic as a franchise especially like the the more recent like 2d like sonic 4 type thing um i think they've kind of run out of ideas for levels um you're kind of doing the same thing over and over again like sonic colors kind of did weird stuff with like oh you're on like a like a dessert cake level but like sonic Mm -hmm. mania introduced itself with studioopolis which is like oh like old-timey hollywood that's such a unique idea so i'm really excited to see more stuff like that yeah. hopefully because the gameplay it feels exactly like the old games it's, it's done by the guy who did uh, a bunch of sonic fan game engines and also the sonic one and cd ports for ios and pc so he, he knows i'm excited he knows how sonic is supposed to feel he, he, yep literally knows What else is on? Yeah. What else happened on Steam to recently? Uh, uh, video games disappeared. So Alan oh. Wake is a horror series made by people. Oh, that's great! Thanks for the info. Awesome. Yeah, well, I don't care who made it, but the more important shit is you can't get this. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> you can't get this shit anymore. It got delisted, which sucks. God damn. Um, I really only just wanted to talk about this because I feel like it it's um a point that Zach and I in our like tinfoil headedness often bring up with digital games. Like Yeah, that shit's just gone now if you didn't have it already. That kinda sucks. Yeah. Uh Scott Pilgrim. That's a game you can't play anymore. Yep. Unfortunately. That one's it's a cool worse, game. Because like, hey, that never even had a PC version, so Yeah. Can't even pirate that if you wanted to. It's yeah, just kind of gone. But I hear I hear Brian O'Malley is trying to get it back again, That's or good. something like that. Yeah, hopefully he su- succeeds in it because it's a very cool beat 'em up game. And you know what pisses me off about this? So maybe this happens, and I'm just ignorant ignorant of it. But like, can you imagine if someone was like, oh? this movie is going to disappear from iTunes because it used, like, a Paramore song. I feel like this is a very video game-specific problem, and I hope it ends very soon. Is that what happened? Because of song? Yeah. The yeah. music license ended. The The music oh. license ended for a bunch of the songs that Alan Wake uses, and they they didn't want to renew, so they just, uh, they're delisting the game. Um, the, you've, also, you've also you've also 
You've also seen some other instances that are kind of similar to this in different games. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas got delisted from PSN when it was a PS2 classic for PS3 and re-put up. And all of the the PC version and the mobile versions of it got brought back up. And the only thing that update did was it removed a bunch of songs from the radio of that game. That's it's such a stupid fucking problem. Because the licenses were running out, and they didn't want to. Rockstar didn't want to renew, and hey, that's shitty. It's it, it. I agree. It's a really dumb problem, and I. Yeah. I hope like, oh jeez, like it's, it's like just... yeah, like they don't that movies don't have that problem. Yeah. It doesn't it's, make any sense. It's a side you still effect. Buy a movie. Yeah, it's a yeah. side effect of digital gaming. So. But, uh, to be fair, they did have, like, hey, buy every Alan White game for, like, $3, so I jumped uh, out of that before they were gone forever. Yeah, same here. Because when they're in your yep. library, you can re-download at any time, it's just you can't buy Oh, just, like, is, is that similar to why they took Prey down? Um, so, from what I understand, Prey was never on Steam itself. The thing with that, though, is that the new Prey is just called Prey when it installs, so it will auto-overwrite the old Prey if you happen to also have it installed. But that wasn't uh, on purpose, that's just an unintended side effect of... Oh. That's stupid. You would think they would call it Prey 2016, or 2017, you know? Yeah. Like... Doom does the same thing, I believe. No, there was never another Prey. Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing with Doom is that that one at least uh, downloads as Ultimate Doom, I believe. So that one's fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. But I like Prey. I like Prey 1. I uh, haven't played... I have I have uh, new Prey. I, I want to pirate the old Prey and play it at some point, because you can't buy that anywhere, actually. Oh. Pirate Inc., you're... That's disgusting. It's man. for archival purposes, so it's fine. Oh. Archival porpoises. Doing hard that's work. What, that, that's what I say when I pirate anime. Yeah. For archival purposes. Well, hey, you know what? I'd feel super down with buying the old version of Prey if it was on Steam or actually anywhere that sold that game. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's gone. Yeah. Well, actually, sorry. It's not that it's gone. I think, like, I think, like, it was one of those like games for Windows Live type situations where like, hey, you can buy it through there, and then that system went south. Or, or unless you have like a 360 or something, you know. Yeah, which I do not, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, new Prey seems really cool, though. I I can't wait to jump into that whenever I have the time. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, then our final bit of news. Um, recently it has been confirmed by Square Enix at a, uh, financial report thing. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy 7 are expected to release quote-unquote within the next three years. <sighs> Thanks, Nomura. It's almost like he doesn't know do how well to when things. he's doing two games. Oh yeah, that that as well. He doesn't know how to make things, but also it's almost like it's almost like they took 15 away from him so he could focus on Kingdom Hearts 3 and then replaced it with 7. Yeah. And, you know, hey, like, I don't, stop I don't get giving Nurmura shit. Like, stop just, giving him things to do. Just yeah. let him draw. Or at least just give him one thing to do. Just, yeah. Let the, guy, let the guy draw, I feel. Just let him yeah. draw. Yeah. Just... 
Yeah, I think actually, it, don't I, don't get, put him in administrative positions of projects. I, I, I feel like his well. be, I feel like his best work was the world ends with you, and like that's it. Well, I mean, like he he made Kingdom Hearts one and two, you know, like yeah. back when it was on PS2 and you could actually make a game within a couple of years and not ten. Yeah, and not not be given two ten year projects at the same time. It could be because. It also could be an issue with licensing, and since they have to get all these trademark characters, yeah, and uh, D- Disney with their greedy fucking little grubby hands are probably just like, no, you have to wait until these movie franchises out so you can put their these characters in your game so we can get more money and more licensing from you. Okay, I don't, it is. I don't necessarily think that's the issue because it's also Final Fantasy VII. That's well, that was my that, that was my that was my tinfoil hat. So. Well, that was my my little tinfoil hat statement about uh, the wonderful people at Disney. Well, but yeah, and it's like <laughs> I bet we'll see at some point where uh, a director's position will be transitioned to someone else oh, on either sure. one of those projects. After fifteen, I I feel like I feel like KH three will stay as baby, but I could see FF seven going to someone else. Um, or if he announces the world ends with you too. I thought of a fun game that we could play with this, and I'm willing to bet real gamble real money on this. I, I don't want to. Well, I'm this I'm not. Oh, play with somebody fun. else. Anyways, so what? What year for each of them? Okay, <laughs> FF seven. So here's my thing. I think KH three 2020. I think FF seven 2021. <laughs> Keep in mind, FF7 is episodic. It is, yeah. but also, I think that FF7 Episode 1 Remake is going to be the size of a full-length game. I, I think they're going to... Okay. Um, I also, uh, KH3, he already confirmed they're going to show off more shit this year that they've already started making and have completed worlds. I I think KH three is farther along and will release faster. It's also been in development way yeah. longer. Mostly, I'll say but, this: yeah. I think Kingdom Hearts three, twenty twenty one. I think Final Fantasy seven episode one, twenty twenty two. Episode two, twenty twenty four. Oh boy, this. Gonna be waiting for a while. Or, I don't see a part of me thinks that FF Seven still might come out first. It just it because really depends like, on how long, how beefy those episodes will be, you know. So yeah. the thing is, I I feel like Square Enix is in the situation where, like, l- let's be honest here, FF Seven remake was absolutely them breaking the glass, you know, yeah. like. They were like, hey, a lot of these things aren't doing as well as we wanted them to, and we're kind of, like, spending a lot of money. Let's let's do the thing everyone wants us to do. And I feel like they're... I feel like if they're smart, which they're not, but if they're smart, they'll try to ride that excitement wave as much as they can and maybe push that out sooner. See, here's the thing. I think if they want to do that, they need to tell Nomura to fuck off. I, well, I, they gave it to him, so yeah, and that was a that was so dumb of them. The the best part of that 
was the interview where they were like, well, obviously, Nomura's doing it, and he was like, oh, I am? Yeah, like, they would have been so much better, and I mean, hey, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about FF15, but even I will admit, I would have so much more faith in 7 Remake if they were just straight up like, hey, dude finished up 15 after Nomura fucking, you know, pissed on it or whatever for forever. Um... Tabata, that's the dude's name. Yeah. If if they had just not announced it last time, and then this time we're like, hey, or actually, sorry, what what E three year was FF seven remake? Was that twenty sixteen? Uh, was that twenty sixteen? I want to say twenty fifteen. I want to say twenty fifteen. Uh, we can check this. Yeah. This is what the internet's for, man. Yeah. Let's find out. E three. I, I thought it was 2016. I think it was 2015. 2015. Oh, jeez. Yeah, time flies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like it may have been better if they had just shut the fuck up about it, and then this E3, they were like, hey, Tabata's done with FF15, working on FF7 Remake now. I have a question. Yeah. What's what's Toriyama up to? Uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Is he? I'm pretty sure. I think you mean the other, the other Toriyama. I mean the, I mean. Oh, the... sorry, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah he meant, yeah, he meant that one. I was he meant the lightning here. one. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh... <laughs> oh, wow, that was no, bad. Wasn't. Not a Kira Toriyama. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, hey. I just heard Toriyama, and I immediately, you know. There's only one. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, he um, he hasn't done much. He's got to be on something. Yeah, I, I don't know. know. After, I don't his, after the Kanako incident of the last decade, I don't believe that anymore. Well, I mean, that's kind oh, of Oh, he's, he's working on the Dissidia. Oh, wait, no, he's not working on the Dissidia arcade game. Oh, that's a special thanks. Oh, he's more, he's the director of Mobius Final Fantasy, which is still an that's ongoing n- That's not something that takes up someone like his entire time. The, like... You're telling me that after, like, supervising... He was just a supervisor on the 10 HD. Like, the last real full game he made was Lightning Returns in 2013. Maybe you just don't feel like doing nothing no more. Mm, I feel like they've got him on something. Maybe. Toriyama yeah. revealed at the end of 2014 that he was working on his next project. Kingdom Hearts 4. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, they already said Kingdom Hearts is going to continue after 3. 3 is just going to be the conclusion of this story arc. Oh. Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, I I know people like, oh, but he he worked on Final Fantasy XIII. No way. But, like, he's got a long history with Final Fantasy and Square Enix, and, like, I'm surprised that he has nothing to do with the 7 remake. But I guess he's working on something that we, he's been working on since 2014 that we don't know about. So that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, that's Final Fantasy VII slash KH3 stuff. Remember when Nier Automata was announced like a couple years back and it was finished and it was great and everyone was happy with it? Yeah, because yeah. Platinum actually fun. makes their video games. Yeah. Shout out yeah, to Platinum. Shout out to Platinum hey. for making good games at a reasonable fucking time frame. Hey, Square Enix, take a hit. Um, anyways... 
Moving on to emails. Oh, oh, oh boy. Emails? Emails. So this is a fun starter. Um, this one isn't even really... Basically, the anonymous person wants to wants us as a group, as a group collective, to come up with five nice things to say about the Star Wars prequel trilogy that aren't Ian McDermott, the fight choreography, or the music. I got nothing. Uh, I got nothing. I got one. I got one. Okay. I got one. The the N64 pod racing game. Oh, do those count? Wait, do they have to be movie specific? Can we do the games? The, I I like the arcade game of the pod racing thing. I, I so got pod one. racing. So pod racing. That's yeah. <laughs> I like that's that. Positive. That was my first. I I got that game with my Nintendo 64 as a kid. Yeah. It was a bundle. I, I played I played that a lot on the arcades. What were you saying, Zach? I've got one. Okay. I think if you remove it from it, like if if you remove it from greater Star Wars canon, oh, what it could have been. I think the I think the dynamic of betrayed friendship in Episode Three is decent. I I think Obi Wan. Realizing that his friend has betrayed him and has like gone completely insane is it's it's decent. Um, I, I I like that aspect of like uh, friends that have to now like are, are on completely opposite sides. That means you're my enemy. Like yeah, it's black and white, obviously, <laughs> yeah. but like Obi One's side of that, like you know the the story of him like discovering it on like the computers and shit going to like padme and then like confronting him and being like what happened man yeah. like like could have been done better but i think it's decent i i, I think oh it, yeah, it did yeah. Its job. in the similar vein um i respect george lucas somewhat sticking to his guns with um the original trilogy was a space opera take on the heroic like the hero's journey um, in the same way the prequel trilogy draws a lot of parallels from classic tragedy uh, story structure in terms of uh, political espionage um, beyond characters' controls leading to horrible situations that just end up fucking everyone over in the long run except for the antagonist. Um, I enjoy that he went for that. Obviously he failed and it was fucking bad. But I, I like that they were political. I think you could have made that work. It's just that he was bad at doing that. Um, yeah, a, a, a lot of a lot of the nice things that we say are going to end with, I mean, it could have been better if it was good. <laughs> yeah. But, like, even on that same wavelength of, like, say what you will about the prequels, but, like, he, he did not feel like he needed to recreate the original trilogy, which I mean, Force Awakens is a way better movie than the prequels could ever be, but it is very clearly like it is a problem redo, with that movie. We need to redo the original Star Wars, and with the prequels, he was like, "No, I want to tell this other new story." And how easy would it have been if Anakin was Luke, but slightly different, and then he went evil at the end? You know, yeah, like all, that. That could have been like exact mirror of the original trilogy, but then at the end, when he fights like. You know, like, at the end, when Sidious tempts him, he says yes instead of no, you know? That's all yeah. that needed to be. Um, <sighs> oof. This is hard. Yeah. Um, 
pod like, racing. Pod I like, racing is yeah, all I pod got. racing. <laughs> I like um that that theory about Jar Jar being a Sith Lord. <laughs> that count. That's oh, about man. it. That's all I can think of. I like that Greg Proops is the uh, pod racing announcer. That's all I got, really. Uh, Midi chlorians are the best thing to ever happen to Star Wars. Oh God. No. I like. I actually like the Dar- the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise scene. You it's know what? Stupid. Yes, actually, it's stupid, but I kind of love it. I love that they're looking at weird little like tadpole things as like an opera. <laughs> but that's a good scene. You know what? Hmm. I know we could. Would... I know we couldn't say Ian McDermott acting, but I I want to draw. I think Hayden Christensen's good in that scene too. I think that scene's overall decent. I think, I think their attempt to bring in larger Sith lore is admirable. Yeah. Um. I would also say that. Yeah, Hayden Christensen has a couple of good moments in the third movie. I, I like Hayden Christensen a lot, not as an actor, but um, how familiar are, are are you with like his acting career? I've seen one non-Star Wars movie with him in it. So apparently his thing is that he's the nicest motherfucker in real life, and he knows that he doesn't always do the best job, and a lot of his career has been him going over and over again, I want to become a... I, I want to do this better. Like, he, he knows that he's didn't do the best job in those movies. The, the, and I the respect thing is, that. Though, but the material was garbage too. That's Yeah, I, I was I was going to say like I, I never blamed him for any of that. It, it always I always blamed the directing and the writing. A lot of people do, which is super shitty yeah. because like yeah. I've seen him in stuff then he's fine, you know. Like I I I always felt that he did the best with what he was given. Yeah, for sure. Same with uh the fucker that played Obi-Wan, what's his name? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, Ewan McGregor. Ewan, Ewan McGregor, yeah. yeah. Oh, he, oh. He's actually a decent pick, oh, so. You know what I'll say? I fucking love Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon. <laughs> it's so stupid. I learned something the other day about that. So apparently a bunch of the Tatooine sets were made, and they needed to be adjusted because Liam Neeson was too tall for too many of the archways and doorways that they made for the set. Nice. Some of the droids are cool. Oh, I love the droid designs, yeah. Just the the basic droid, I like. Johnson left. That's unfortunate. He probably dropped. Um I like the basic droid. He couldn't droid. handle our Star Wars prequel for him. <laughs> I like the basic droid design a lot. Droidicas are kinda cool, but eh. I hate the super battle droids that have no heads or anything. I think those look dumb. The ones that just shoot out of their arms. I don't like those, but I feel like we covered it. We got more than five in there. That's, yeah. Should we wait for Johnson? Yeah, we can, we can wait a minute or two okay. to see if he comes back. Yep. <sighs> hey, there he is. Hey, I'm back. My internet just died. So. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Next email. Thanks, Anonymous, for the uh, for the Star Wars prequel email. 
So this is from Alex. Alex says, I've never listened to a podcast before. Thanks. Have you ever been in a state of procrastination that seriously affected your future? I'm in a real bad situation where I know I'm not getting anywhere, and I'm ruining my life by just sitting here. I want to earn a real living and be someone I can be proud of, but I feel like I'm in this hole. It's been two years. I can't take this feeling of being a disappointment anymore. But I feel like it's too late. All my friends are leaving me behind. What should I do? Shit, dude. I think, some... you, I think you just got some depression, dog. It sounds a little, yeah. I mean, sounds like depression. I, yeah. I, I've, uh, go as someone who, like, I, I don't want to be that guy who diagnoses other people, but, like, as being someone I mean, I who... Have... I have depression. That's what it feels like. When yeah, I yeah. That, that, that's so. what I was gonna go with too. I, I've suffered depression for for like a, a, a stretch there, um, which to be fair, the 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 depression was a um, like cause of some other like external trauma and anxiety stuff. But I, you know, yeah. it, it still was it, that happens with stuff like that it can build upon itself which is not good but it, it you know it's how it works uh yeah that that sounds like some uh some you know classic depression type stuff um what i what i gotta say to that is is just i i really find try and find something that you really it doesn't matter if you're left behind it doesn't matter any of that kind of stuff yeah really. You need to find what you can do with your your entire heart. Find what you love doing. Yeah, something that you can dedicate your entire being to, and just and just get with that, and you'll feel a lot better. Um, or or and and you know work out and eat better. That that'll help you a lot too. Oh, I I mean I was eat talking better, about I, I was talking about like this that. the other day. Um, or well, not the other day, but if, I, I think a little bit before we started recording, I, I cut down on the, like, sugary drinks I've been drinking, and, like, man, like, just in the past few days alone, I, I haven't even been, like, cutting down that much for that long, but I'm already starting to kind of feel it, you know? Like, yeah. But even, like, too, like, you'd be surprised, like, even if you go for a quick jog or, like, you know, lift some weights. Even a walk, much just better. a walk. Even a walk, yeah. Like, if, if that's all you can bring yourself to do, you will feel a lot better coming off of that. Yeah, and it's kind of like this this kind of me time where you really think about something. You really think about what you need as a person. It's not yeah. it, it, your your usefulness. What, what does that matter? It, like, don't think of yourself like that. I also, too, want to add on, um, like, no matter what happens, um, you're always going to kind of, to some extent, feel left behind. Um, like, there was this girl I knew in high school who, like, she went to Harvard, and, like, she never fucking talked to any of us ever again. And, I mean, like, I feel like, I I feel like this is common. You're always gonna feel like you've left some other people behind, and you're always gonna feel like you've been left behind. I think that's just kind of how people go their separate ways in life. Like, that's, um, and I mean, so he doesn't say his age, but I'm assuming he's kind of college-aged. Yeah. Yeah, this little post high school in there. Um, also, one thing to keep in mind too, and I've had professors that have hammered this home—not maybe not necessarily to me because I've always, you know, I, I've never needed this advice. But I've heard a lot of my friends and people close to me, or just other people, get it. 
this is the time in your life where you can totally fuck up and you kind of yeah. feel the consequences. Oh, yeah. You can make you can make mistakes. It's okay. You yeah. can fall now. Now it's even then. Even then, I would say even when you're older, you can fall still. Oh, I like I, yeah. Like look, like no one. <laughs> I don't think in anyone's life, in most people's lives, that there's not gonna you know be people there. There's not gonna you know. People are not going to be there for you. It, it's a thing too, where um, unless it's a really bad situation, I don't know. But yeah, I, I would just encourage him to to just step back. Just that's that's the best advice I can give, with without any specifics or talking to the person themselves. I just I would just tell him to just step back and look at the big picture and look at everything that you have in front of you. Yeah, and and try to make sense of it. Um, let's. Oh god, I, I had a thought and then I completely lost it because it's like one in the morning. But um, no, like I'd say, like um, I, I feel like too, this is a good age to be feeling these kind of things too because you yeah. you might not realize it now, but in high school when you fuck up, there's really no consequence. You might think there are consequences. There's really oh, generally no, not. No, unless no, you do I, something I, super illegal. Um, I only may think I had the ability to fuck up in high school. I know, stuff. right? But <laughs> then when you, when you get to like, you're an adult now, you have yeah. consequences to your actions, but they're, they're light consequences. You fuck up and you realize you fucked up and it feels kind of bad. But yeah, that's kind I, of a good thing, too, because when you do get your shit together or you get stuff going, you can appreciate it more. Yeah. It it, it, uh, it, it, yeah. it makes you really put into perspective, like, all the stuff you do that is rewarding. And, like, hey, you, you know what? Take pride in what you have accomplished. Even if it is something like, hey, I went for a walk today. I forced myself out of bed and I, I fucking did it, you know? Like, hey, that that's that's progress. That's something to be celebrated. Um, a few other, I mean, Ryborg kind of talked about it. Find something you're passionate about. I'm kind of going through this thing right now where, like, I just want to try out a bunch of different shit that I've just never tried out in life before. Um, I, I mean, me and my friends have been trying out, like, I recently got into tabletop, like, game stuff where, where I've been GMing stuff with my friends. And that's become, like, a big hobby of mine, even though, I, I mean, I've kind of laid off a bit. I don't have as much time to do it, but, like... Rosin's a great GM. Yep. Thanks. I, I don't think so, but um, it, it's it's fun. Slightly right? sarcastic. But, yeah. <laughs> Just because you always roll bad doesn't mean that I'm a bad GM. No. Oh uh, fuck off. <laughs> um, no, but like, hey, like, there's just a world of stuff to do out there. Like, yeah. even if it's nerdy shit, or even if it's stuff online. Same with like. If you feel like you, if you feel like kind of you've been left behind by a group of friends, like, hey man, straight up, like I don't talk to most of the fucking people I've met. I, I befriended in high school, like maybe a, maybe a couple. Everyone yeah, else, I, everyone else, like, and I'm feeling it now. I befriended a bunch of people in college. Now that college is kind of like winding down, and everyone's going their separate ways from that too. I don't think I'm going to be talking to a lot of those people. Like, you know, I'll catch up with them maybe once in a while, and there'll be a few people I think I'll always right. be talking to. But straight up, like, my online friends have, for better or for worse, kind of been my core group now a little bit more just because we don't have to worry about people moving away. And, like, that's yeah. fine. Like, people people will probably, like, people give 
people shit for like online online like friendships and shit all the time don't listen to that shit like there's been so many hardships in my life in the past couple years that i would not have been able to like emotionally go through had it not been for like different online communities and friends that i i met through like dumb megaton shit yeah same here so uh in terms of like finding passion on my end i found the fighting game community and like i i realized that like i really enjoy traveling to places so hey that's that's me i also felt like really lonely in college and then i found friends that like liked fighting games and then we all got kind of close together through that yeah mine's a little different because it's solo because not really it's not a communal thing it's it's Mm. an introspective thing you know with the artwork yeah pursuing that academically and you know i I, what i do is i i draw and learn different aspects of it learn different perspectives read tons of books and study and draw and paint and all that kind of stuff and really kind of pursue that not because i want to make money not because i want fame but because i want to because you like doing it. Because yeah. I'm yeah. compelled to do it. Yeah. There's no... And it's... We're in, like, in, a, in a weird way to say it is worth my time because I am very skilled at it. But I want to take it to that next level. Because it's one thing to draw well, but it's one thing to to influence upon it the philosophy to take it to that next higher level. And I think that's kind of lost because oh sorry if i cut uh, you off it's just kind of lost because we live in such a consumer oriented um society you have to always be selling to someone as opposed to it just being something internal or uh incited or or you know something about trying to communicate the human condition or path or a level pathos or something like that but but that's what i enjoy that's why i want to pursue and it, and it's just to me like and if i can find work doing something like that like doing professional printing i can get paid to do something like that it that would be fantastic but it would still just be a means to being able to continue to live comfortably and make artwork yeah, I, I feel that a lot with my video making, too. Like, I, I wasted probably the past couple of days a lot of my free time on putting out a 10-minute Vanquish video that gave me more trouble than it was worth to probably upload. And it's not like I'm going to be making bank... Like, I monetized it. It's not like I'm going to be making bank off of it or anything. But just the feeling of, hey, I made a thing and people are like, oh, I enjoyed that, means a fucking ton to me. It, yeah. Like, it, it's stuff like that that I dig. And, and even just... I kind of started the whole YouTube thing with the idea if, hey, if someone messages me one day, like, hey, your video made me feel better, like, it was all worth it for just that, and, like, probably, oh, God, how many years later I've been doing this, and, like, I've gotten probably five to seven, like, long-winded messages from, like, people in hospitals and like people that went through some really rough shit that are just like hey thanks for podcasting or let's playing or doing whatever the fuck you do like there's always like 
there's always going to be something out there that will give you that feeling that, like, say, podcasting gives me or drawing gives Ryborg or or what, or traveling gives Johnson, what have you. Um, I, I think in general, too, like, I, this is probably my last thing I have to say about it. It's harder than you think, no matter how deep you think the hole is, to really, truly fuck yourself over it. Like, yeah, it's, it, it's, it's harder it's than you deeper. would think. At most... It's my because I I, I I assume that like Alex is talking about college and stuff, but at most I feel like you'll you'll just pay more money for shit. That's kind of it. Yeah, and which will set you the back. The worst is the worst is you're yeah. in debt. That's it. You don't have any money or you're in debt. That's. I mean, yeah. It's not like you're doing drugs. It's not like you're addicted to anything. It could be a lot worse. And, and hey, you, if it makes you feel better, think about like the most biggest piece of famous shit like went through a horrible scandal person you you know they still have defenders like no matter what you do you, there will always be people that will have your back for yeah, you always, always have that number one fan yeah yeah um there will always it'll be probably, someone probably who cares about you. probably your mom and hey so, you know no, nothing wrong with might that be, it might be your mom nothing hey, wrong with that. my Thanks, mom's mom. great i love my mom yeah like, same same here. My mom. Oh, look. Okay. So I was. Doing, <clears throat> I was. I was. Okay. So I was originally studying under like an animation degree because oh, I thought that would make money. I thought I would get my cake and eat it too, right? But I did genuine like animation, but I didn't like the curriculum. I was miserable doing the curriculum. I was absolutely miserable through it. But I also found during that time, um, do I had to do drawing. I had to do painting and stuff like that. And I just found. Like I kind of found myself there. I found I kind of it's like I kind of felt like where I belong, you know. Uh, and at some point, I just told my mom, I was like, especially because it would help me if I switched to drawing for making, I would somehow, you know, like graduate sooner because I've already been like in school for five years. So I told I told my mom, I was like. Like I'm miserable doing this. I'm not happy. I learned this about this degree, and I would be much happier doing this degree. It doesn't really matter what the thing says on paper. I'll have work. I'll have a portfolio. That's so much more important in in the world. I've been told that by all the all my professors, the heads of the fucking uh, school of art, stuff like that. I've been told that, and and she just said, okay. Do it. Do whatever makes you happy. Not oh, well, everyone thinks that if you major in art, your parents are gonna disown you. Like, and it's, I think it just helps that I'm. I hate saying that. Like, I hate I hate going like oh, cause I'm good. I I hate saying that, but like, I am skillful. In in that area, may not translate other places, but. It was really, it yeah, was really that, touching yeah. and, and touching and heartening that that my mom did support me like that, and I didn't think that was the case. And, and that's the thing too. I think a lot of people get caught with, or it's like, oh, I'm not good at anything. Chances are you are. You just haven't found the thing yet. You know, you, yeah. you got to keep looking. Um, oh, I I didn't think I could paint, but I took painting. I can paint. I didn't think I'd make books. Two years ago, I didn't think I'd be making fucking books. Now I'm making books and I'm enjoying. I love it. 
With how fucking so, shy like, I was when I was younger, I never thought I'd be, like, talking to people on the internet, like, and, like, broadcasting my thoughts about things, but here I fucking am now. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's weird. Um, yeah, just kind of put yourself out there. Try out new things. It, it can be hard to find the energy, but, hey, even, like, celebrate your little progress. I don't know if anyone said it yet, actually, but, like, hey, if you have the option, it, it, it can depend on the therapist, to be fair. Therapy yeah, is great. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Therapy. I, it didn't help me, but it, I have I have a type of therapy though. But it it can different. it can be a crapshoot to be like when I was younger I had like the best counselor in the world that completely solved like I don't want to say completely solved, that's that's a bad way to put it, but made me a lot better at dealing with my social anxiety because when I was really young I had terrible social anxiety uh, up until like around halfway through middle school when I, I, I could function normally and most people nowadays don't even really know until I tell them that I have it um, and same with some other more personal stuff I don't want to get into like later on just like if you can find like a professional that can listen and sometimes you, you do need to go through a couple before you find one that's a, the right fit for you That that's yeah. very common but that is a good idea. Yeah, I, I feel like I've said my piece on this, but like, hey, there's a have, lot, there's a lot more options than you think, Alex. There's a lot to say about. This. <laughs> I, I have one more thing. Okay, and it goes on to the like, just try things because the only the only the only thing that's stopping you from doing anything is you. They're saying I can't, I won't, I can't. I know a lot of people that do that. A lot of people. I have a lot of people that that can do these very talented things, and they just say, "No, I'm not that good. No, I can't. I can't do that. I can't do X. I can't do that." It's like, but listen to yourself. That's what's stopping you. Is that is how you're thinking, or how you're how you're putting yourself, how you're framing yourself? I have days where it's like, I I can't draw. I can't draw. I can't draw. Like, but you just need to push. You just need to keep going. You keep going, uh, and and one of one of the best pieces of advice I've get, been given is that the reason you need to practice so much is that you can't just wait for illumination. You can't just wait for enlightenment on, on something. It's, it's going to happen when you, when you're persistent, consistent and, and not just, Oh, well I, you know, it's like, I, I don't like it when people say stuff like that about drawing. It's like, Oh, I can only draw when I'm in a certain mood. It's like, you need to be able to just, you know, you need to be able to find it. You need to be able to find the rhythm, yeah. you know, stuff like that. So it's important to, it's like practice makes perfect. Like with fighting games, it's like, you're not just going to do good because it's a good day. You're going to, you have yeah. to practice. You have to have yeah. the knowledge. You have to build have routines to to, for yourself to, yeah. like, got, to do you, things. You're going to fail. You're going to fall a lot. lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah that's the other thing not, too. Like, Learning how to fuck up gracefully is a skill in and of itself. Um, like, you're not always going to get your way in life, and you're going to no, sometimes no. try yeah. things, and it's going to be miserable. But, like, hey, you just got to roll with the punches and, and say, hey, you know what? I, I fucked up. Not but, give up. Hey, yeah. That's all I got. You, dude, you, Alex, you got this, man. Yeah, you do. You really yeah, you got do. it. You, you have, just, just you have so much time. 
<laughs> like, for real. Zach, I don't know if you want to... Add no, you guys, you, you guys, covered, you guys got that. Okay, I just didn't want, I just didn't want to make sure we were overshadowing anything you wanted to say because we, we kind of went in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't have anything to say. Well, thanks, Alex. Hopefully, things get better. Um, got any more emails? Yeah, we do. We got a couple uh, more. Oh shit, a couple. Jesus. Gonzalo I, says hello, I, Rosin, I, Zach, and Johnson. Hope you're doing well today. Not me. This is this was pre Ryborg announcement, I think. So yeah, it's okay. I kind of just jumped on. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing how a lot of big video game movie general media franchises have become a lot more prominent as of late, um, some of them require a recommended play slash watch order to enjoy them. My question is, what are your favorites? Uh, in a dumb way, as in like real or real or joke watching orders of given franchises. My personal favorite continues being the whole extended Drake and God, Drake and God, yes, no, Drake and Guard <laughs> near universe and their enormous amount of supplementary material that takes place outside of the games. Thanks for reading my question. Can't wait for the podcast. Uh, I don't think I have like a favorite or anything. Um, I like I I like my head canon for how the Star Wars movies should be enjoyed, which is the original trilogy, and then Kotor one and two instead of the prequels. And then the new stuff. Wait, he said video game movies, right? Uh, or anything. Was... Like, just okay. media in general that has, like, I... convoluted I like... watching orders. I like Guilty Gear's story in that, like, you have to play the games and then, like, fucking just... There's the drama CD. There's, like, the 7 million side stories that are stuck in, like, the Guilty Gear double uh, X revisions. And then, uh... I want to say there's a manga probably a book those are i think those are all canon and then after that after all of that, that there's guilty gear 2 which is a sh- shitty guilty gear game and then exerd which is the sequel to that i i like to think that guilty gear is like the fighting game kingdom hearts f- for this genre i guilty gear is better than blaze blue guilty gear is like not that bad yeah yeah. Blaze Blue, Blue is like a mess. Yeah, it's all, a all you need mess. to do for Blaze Blue is try to explain the story arc of how Hakuman came to be, and it's like <laughs> that's like yeah, it's like you're getting into like theoretical physics at that yeah. point. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is to going explain on? why someone exists? <laughs> I do like the joke endings of Blaze Blue. Those are those are the only things I like. I only like Tager. That's it. Uh, yeah, but other than, like, Star Wars, really, I got nothing in terms of, like, convoluted watching orders. Well, there's, oh, there's also the point. Wait, there's also the boss baby. Type uh, I kind of, like, zoned out. I thought we were talking about interesting, like, multimedia fucking story content. Well, kind of, but just, like, like, what's your favorite, like, viewing orders? Or, like, oh, this is so impenetrable that people need to create, like, lists of, like, h- how you should tackle a thing. Um... Like your favorite ones of those, if you have any real or serious, like it's real, just, or, real it's or really, fake. Uh, like it's really simple when you go from, from the world of '80s mecha cartoons, because the oh. answer is always production order. Yeah, really yeah. easy. 
Gundam especially, yeah. Gundam is the production order. Like, that's I, it. I watched Gundam chronologically, and I feel like it works, but, like, you should probably just It works, it works, but production order is a little bit better because then you start with the oldest-looking thing, and then... And, yeah, finish with the newest look. And also, if you watch chronological order like I did, you are fucking stuck in the one year war forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have two answers. Okay. So, my favorite one is uh, Metal Gear. Oh, Jesus. Oh. How do we um, forget that? Because there, 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 are, there, there are multiple ways you can go through Metal Gear. I think the worst way is chronologically. Yeah, starting. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would think... say, I would say my favorite way of doing it though would be. I did like one, three, two, four. I'm the worst. <laughs> so I, I, I think the best way to go through it is if you, if you're willing to play Metal Gear One and Two, do that. Um, oh, on MSX, not on NES. Yeah, the Fuck MSX. Off. Oh, yeah. that's what you mean. Well, no, I mean, it's on the HD collection, or Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah. 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 And hey, you um, know what? If you can't stomach them, a Let's Play is fine. <laughs> yes. Long play. It's clarified. Long, long, long play is good, too. So I love long plays. I think Metal Gear 2 is like the only one worth playing, honestly, though. Because that... that... That one no, like I, li- more... I like Metal Gear 1. I like Metal Gear yeah. 1. Yeah, is, I, don't I, think... I, I wouldn't play Metal Gear 1 again, one. but I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had my one playthrough, and that was good. But what I was going to say was um, I think that production order is fine, but if you're cool with, like, doing it a little bit differently, I think doing Metal Gear 1-2, Metal Gear Solid 1-2, and then Metal Gear Solid 3, but then instead of jumping to 4, do Peace Walker, Ground Zeroes, Phantom Pain... Don't watch the ending credits of Phantom Pain and then finish it off with Metal Gear Solid 4. Because I think Metal Gear Solid 4 is a really good ending of the entire franchise. And I, it's cool to end it that way. I, I actually think I like 5's last cutscene as an ending to the series more. 5's last cutscene is a great ending to the big boss saga. Yeah. I think Metal Gear Solid 4 closes the franchise out really well. Yeah, that's true. I'd agree with that. I, I yeah, I'd agree with that. Really not rising? Not that piece of <laughs> You know what actually rising my rising despite being my favorite Metal Gear game is not a good ending for that for that. I I no. I've never no. played Rising, so I love Rising. I, I, I like Rising uh, too. It's, it's, I don't feel like I don't love it's rising. the best Metal Gear game. I'll play it one day. <laughs> it's so fun. Um the second one is goofy stupid stuff, but I actually talked about this a bit with Rosin, which is Karen no Kyokai. Um, those, those movies are actually not in chronological order and they're set up in a very unique way to where if you watch them in the proper production order, um, the first movie just kind of throws you into the middle of the story and you don't know any of the characters and one of the characters like spends the whole movie in a coma. Um, but if you watch it chronologically, the first two movies are really slow, like, build-up stuff. So there's no best way to go through it, but it's fun to go through it chronologically if you're watching it for a second time, because then you're watching it like movies like 2, 4, 3, 1, 5. Mm. It's fun. <laughs> mm, I just thought of one. 
Go play Resident Evil 3 until Jill passes out, play all of Resident Evil 2, and then finish your playthrough of Resident Evil 3. Nice. Because that's, that's how good. that... That's that's the canon. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, right, yeah. Forgot about that, yeah. Yep, Resident <laughs> Evil 2 takes place during Resident Evil 3. <laughs> that's meta. That's fucking weird. That's, I got two PS1s going. Well, you can. There's, there's legit a point where Jill just passes out, and it's like, do you want to save? You can just pause the playthrough there to take out the game, play all of Resident Evil two, and then reboot up your save. You know what would be stupid? Try playing Castlevania in chronological order. Hey, oh, yo. Guess, guess what? Amanda and I almost did, and then decided no. Let's start Wait. with Lament of Innocence we on PS2. Did. We Wait, hold on. To Dracula's Curse. We almost did. I guess, like in production order, you had to start with Haunted Castle with Castlevania too. Do you guys know about Haunted Castle? No. Yes. It's a it's an arcade game that plays like Castlevania, and it's really hard. Kind of sucks, I feel. But that, yeah. Any order you play SMT in is probably going to be fucking dumb, so... <laughs> I was about to make that comment. <laughs> yeah. You the know SMT what? would be stupid. It's fine. <laughs> play Persona 4 first, and then do everything else. Yeah, no, you, no, you gotta play Persona, Persona 2, then Persona 1. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah. There's a couple like there's a couple that should not be played specifically two to one. Digital Devil Saga two, Digital Devil Saga one. That Nocturne. is the actual worst. <laughs> no, you yes, gotta you gotta start you gotta start by reading the fucking Avatar Tuner fucking light novel. You could do that. Oh. You could do that. But yeah, the one volume DDS yeah. two to one is like oh you you are playing like the second half of Chrono Trigger and then playing the first half of Chrono Trigger. It's wrong. <laughs> Those are one game. I don't care what anyone says. DDS one yeah, and two is one game. It's it's one big story. No, it's fine. Start with Dot Hack three Outbreak. Ah uh, yes. The I feel like series. I feel like I would have done that as a stupid kid doing the <laughs> dot hack thing because I ran into a lot of dot hack games. Hey, start with Dark Cloud stars. two and then don't play Dark Cloud one. <laughs> oh no, that's what you do. That's I like, exactly. What I, I like Dark do. Cloud one. It's just not as good as two. At least that's right, what my childhood memories. Mega Man eight, and then you play the soccer game, and then you play uh, the fighting game. Oh. <laughs> And then you play Mega Man X4, and then you play Battle Network 3. Okay, the, the fucking Mega Man timeline hits me, hits home for me. The Mega Man timeline... That's, exa- is, that's exactly what I did. The Mega Man timeline is the most underrated, fucked up timeline of anything ever. And it's not because it's hard to follow, it's because of how horrible it becomes... The, yeah. I, I'm sorry, but Mega Man Zero name drops and I'm not even shitting you, the phrase concentration camp yeah. appears no. multiple times in Mega Man Zero. Yeah, it's the first thing they talk about in Zero Four when they're escaping the, the Arcadia, it's, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. Mega Man Legends, all of the humans are dead. It's only robots, if I recall. And the world <sighs> is flooded. Oh, it, shit. I don't know. I didn't remember about 
that. Yeah, the, all, everything, I didn't realize that. everything's just islands in Mega Man Legends, and if I recall, the implication is all the humans are dead at that point, and... Well, actually, no, I think that's retroactively dealt with, because in the ZX games, there aren't any humans or reploids left. It's that weird combination race. Yeah, yeah. So I think retroactively, the people that appear in Legends are that. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at it. I've never seen this. Holy fuck. Mega Man is some fucked up ZX, stuff. ZX yeah. is under... I think ZX is pretty underrated. ZX is pretty good. ZX is underrated. I can't stand ZX Advent. I don't... I don't like ZX's uh, map. Do you guys remember the map? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, was, was... yeah, it was, that was hard to follow for me. But that was kind of... I liked, the, I liked the whole, like, uh, like, change your form thing, though. That was a cool yeah. for those. I re- that was really cool. Was I really cool. wish the ZX was a representative in Marvel vs. Capcom, but I guess not. I could go for a third ZX game, honestly. I would rather sooner have Mega Man X9, but... Yeah, well... Why the fuck did they never make an X9? That is such a... Oh, also, also, underrated, Star Force. I have never played those. I never played Battle Network either, though, for that long. You are missing out. I know. Oh, yeah. Star Force 3 is great. The build-up to Star Force 3... Like, Battle Network are both, like, really... I like like Battle Network a little bit more, but Star Star Force, like, that cast is great. Like, the characters are great. And it's kind of fun. It's really fun. I I just love the build up to Star Force Three. That was like a really mm-hmm. strong ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Star Force Three is good. And then yeah. Mega Man Legends. Yep, but yep, that's that's the timeline. Mm-hmm. I think that wraps that up. Unless anyone has anything else to say. <laughs> I think we that was a good that was a good wide range of media. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Gonzalo. We have two more. So this one's from Chris, and he says, Hello, no more podcasters. Oh, I like that, because we are finally podcast. Ah. Oh, no more podcasters. No more. I think you subtly... Chris, are you subtly trying to tell us to stop? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. I mean, to be fair. Um, congratulations I mean, on the... Oh, what, what was that, Johnson? I was going to say, you can't stop us, man. Yeah. You can stop me if you no really try. No more rules. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Hello. Go, go read the damn email, please. Hello, no more podcasters. Congratulations on the new episode and also graduating college and or another semester. Thought I'd, <laughs> thought I'd email in to ask if any of you would ever be interested in doing a Legend of Dragoon stream or Let's Play in the future. I ask because that seems like it would be a lot of, or it would be a fun time for the most of you. Either way, have a good Wii. That's a Devil Survivor 2 reference. Um, I feel like we've discussed this. We have. But we never came to, like, a conclusion of what we would want to do. I'll stream it. I I don't think we should Let's Play that game. I think it would be fun to do a stream. I'm kind of with you. I, I feel like, I feel like if I were to do my Let's Play RPG format of cut out all the fluff and take it super seriously, it wouldn't work. I think that's something that would be more fun streamed. Well, I mean... Something more casual also, than, like, the I, same I guess I time. guess I'm making a huge assumption here, but I assumed he was including me in that because we've talked about this multiple I'm times. I'm assuming so, yeah. Um, if I'm, also, he sent it into the podcast, but, I mean, like, 
if you wanted to do a let's play of that, obviously that'd be your own thing. But like, if you wanted to stream that sometime, I'd be down. But I think we should finish Croc first. I th- I was about to say I feel like we should finish Croc first, and also I'd be I'm currently more interested in doing Dragon Guard two. So well, well, well. Since I'm on the podcast, I can do Legend of Dragon. So get ready for the Legend of Dragon stream. I, I feel on like, twitch.tv slash Johnson. I feel like Legend of Dragon stream through would be a good way to capture the spirit of what was good about that Nocturne stream I did without being the Nocturne stream. <laughs> In other words, bad. <laughs> so, um, And with much less people interested in watching. Probably. It'd be fun. I, I, I'd, I'd like to do it sometime plans to be determined yeah i don't know when i there's a lot of other shit i would much rather get out of the way that i've promised that i would do but i'd like to i would like to cover legend of dragoon at some point we it it's been one of the many things hanging over this podcast since the beginning we need to stream crack again though you're right yeah People made their will known on that, Rosin. Yeah, they want more. Really, there, there is an outcry for Croc. Both from people that played it as a kid and people who didn't, which is surprising to me as well. What if you guys, like, revive the Croc IP? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, Croc 3 was never made. It's I mean, like, going. like, no, like, what if you guys, like, do the same thing as, like, Crash Bandicoot? You make, like, the like the Croc Trilogy HD collection. <laughs> Please stay tuned for my next video. You should really play Croc Legend of the Gabos. <laughs> I will watch that. Legend of the Gabos? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's the subtitle, <laughs> Croc Legend of the Gabos. I don't know what this is. It's a well, have I got a stream archive for you? It's a, it's a platformer that was originally a Yoshi game for Nintendo 64, and then Nintendo Wait, told I found it. Nintendo told them to fuck off, and then they're like, "Fuck you, we're making it for Sony." Then, then they changed Yoshi into a crocodile with a backpack. What the fuck? It's a it's a really early 3D platformer. With Rosin, a, with a like Bubsy 3D. It's, I think it's better yesterday. I think it was yesterday, Rosin, that I was in a I was in a call with Trek where we were playing Final Fantasy fourteen and just naturally I was going Kasplat and I was like, Oh god, I can't believe this is I can't believe this is part of my life now again. <laughs> I don't think I can watch the Croc stream. I don't want I don't want Croc to like take over my life, you know? It's fine. It's fine, it's yeah. short. Two hours. That's not short. Fuck off. Um, Shorter than this podcast. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah. You could play through the entirety of Croc listening to this podcast. Probably. This is a uh, this is officially a Croc companion cast. <laughs> 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 Load up your Croc Legend of the Gambos and play play to your heart's desire while you listen to us talk about heartfelt things to people with depression apparently yeah but yeah. but in all seriousness i i would all i would like to finish the croc stream and 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 also let's play let's i, I would also like to stream croc 2 because i i kind of i never finished croc 2 as a i've never seen a single thing from croc 2 guess what there's a lot of life savers in that game the candy because product placement was super hardcore <laughs> nice um, um like they they were your health pickups in that game, if I recall. 
Um, also, there's voice acting. Um, yeah, that's why I never played it. I think side, I said it was in the Croc stream. Yeah, you did. And side quest in that game, too. I think there's, like, a hub world, even. Um, it's weird. But, um, yeah, I, I would like to do Croc 2 and possibly Croc the Game Boy Color platformer. Oh my god, we're going all in on Croc oh, yeah. here. I, I think I there might be one. I think there might be a Croc 2 Game Boy Color platformer as well. I don't know, I need to confirm. Well, stay tuned to my Twitch channel where I'm going to do a complete playthrough of the Game Boy uh, games Oddworld Adventure and Oddworld Adventure 2. Nice. And then oh. Odd, Oddworld Munch's Odyssey on Game Boy Advance. Also, yes, there is a Croc 2 on Game Boy Color. Thank you. Got, I know there's a, a Croc 1 for Game Boy Color. Got an 8 out of 10 on IGN.com. Good shit. Oh, I, got a, I was going to talk about this, because we're talking about Game Boy games, and that just makes me happy. Uh, the one game I beat this week was uh, 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 one of my favorite games from my childhood. Wario Land 2. Fuck yeah, game. I love that game. Yeah! That game is so good. I love that it's specifically two. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, there's because one. that's the one I played. Well, there's one. I know, there's but one, one's bad. Two. Oh yeah, two's, yeah, two's awesome. Two's yeah, because two's the one I had as a kid. I like two, and I like the, was the Game Boy Advance one four? No, it was... Yeah, three. yeah, no, no. Oh wait, three. yeah, three, three was on wait. Game of Color. Yes, I think three is on Game of Color. I like, Game of yeah, four, I like, four is on Game of Color. I like two and four. Two and four are great. Mm-hmm. I only played two. Wario World also, for the GameCube, the three D platformer, is very underrated. Also underrated. Oh. The, um, the the Game Boy Mario games, Super Super Mario Land. Yeah. Oh, Super really... Mario Land Two was my life as a kid. Oh, that that one's so good. I, w- I want to bring, I want to bring a fun fact for Warrior World. That's a game made by Treasure. You're welcome. Nice. All right, yeah, Treasure makes amazing games. We know Johnson. Okay, we know. No, no problem. That I mean, I didn't know because the... I don't know who Treasure is. The uh, Ikaruga, Radiant Silver Gun, Gunstar Heroes, nope. Alien, Alien nope. uh, Soldier. Um, Mischief Makers. Nope. Jeez. I've never heard of these. They're predominantly Sega. Oh, wait, no, but yeah. you had a Genesis as a kid. They're shmops. Yeah, they're like shmops. They're like, they're like oh. shooter or shooters, I guess. You I don't fucking, call them like, Ikaruga is. Man, Radiant there's Lord. a bunch of SNK shmops on, on, uh, on I know. Switch 2 that I, oh, I, I shouldn't buy because I never played them. Ride in, five Star. Got, Ride in 5 got announced, which is my Oh, favorite. yeah. Uh, yeah I, I hear that one's, like, an eh, eh kind of game. You know, I, like, I've heard that. Ryan's all right. Raiden is the only shmup I've ever cared about because it was, we had a local, like, we had a Raiden cab in the local YMCA, and I spent so much time on that thing when I was yeah. younger. Um, Same here. I had one at the, like the pizza place I go to. I have Raiden three and four downloaded on Steam and I think PS3 respectively, but like I just haven't played them yet. I want to though. Do it. I will. Raiden is good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- thanks for the Legend of Dragoon interest, Chris. We got we gotta get that. We got the MCU in here. We got. We got Legend of Dragoon. We talked about Croc. We didn't talk about Dark Souls, but that's fine. Yeah, we did. When? 
you brought up uh you coined the dark souls 3 oh term. yeah dark oh souls fuck 3. Yeah. yeah yeah we got the full fucking waff package here this is a good I, i'm drinking my diet pepsi yeah. you got johnson and ryborg That's... you're not part of the full package johnson fuck you're like the exp- you're like the first expansion pepsi. well wasn't that wasn't that like a saints row like edition name the full package probably yeah for three Fucking DLC. This sucks, man. It's fine, dude. There's good uh, DLC out there. Yeah, you're Johnson. You're you're not a horse armor. I'll give you what that. If, what if I'm like on disc DLC? That's even worse. Like people <laughs> are gonna complain about me and shit. Are you saying that you're the Street Fighter cross tech in a podcast? Uh... Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, on that note, thanks, Chris. Um, <laughs> so, Ninto sent in a question that is an offshoot of an earlier Twitter discussion. Hello, Rosin, Zach, Johnson, and Ryborg. Let's get this out of the way first. Where do each of you stand on the friendship-destroying, country-dividing, mass-extinction-causing question, is Zelda an RPG? Fuck off. After, no. after that, what are your thoughts? Oh, well, okay, let's, let's talk about this. It's the That's... worst debate ever. <laughs> because the only thing anyone ever has is one, it's fantasy, and like, no. And also, oh, you roleplay as Link, but you can say that for any video game character you play as. You, you roleplay as the man in Call of Duty. I yeah, just do dodged. I, I, I dodged the question entirely and called Link Zelda at that point. <laughs> That's what oh. I do. Yeah. Anyway, so Zelda 2 is also one that people throw up all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like really. yeah, there's experience points in that, I guess, but like it's still not really an RPG. No, it's not. <laughs> More like Castlevania, really. Yeah. Anyway, so no, Zelda's not an RPG. So no, that's a bad question. Action adventure game bad. with some puzzles. That's what I say too. Uh, he says, after that, what are your thoughts on the debate historically? Did you change your minds at any point? No, I've never thought it was an RPG. No, no. I've never thought that. Do you have any funny stories of people arguing about this? Oh, uh, game FAQs boards, but that's about it. It's just PS. I've had this argument more times than I would like. Neo Seeker boards. Oh, yeah. that's going <laughs> back, man. Is, does Neo Seeker still exist? Let's look it up. Oh Jesus! Live oh, Neo Seeker online. Oh, holy shit! Neo Seeker Persona Five Guide. What the fuck? Oh my god! That's <laughs> what? Wow. That's fucking taking me back. It was updated seven hours ago. Whoa. Oh, man, this is... Did yeah, you this always... is full on. He also asked, did you always think this was a stupid topic? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Does Breath of the Wild do anything to change your opinion? No. I've even played it. So. It has more RPG-esque elements, but still no. So, yeah, because armor ratings... Damage thing ratings now. for weapon. Yeah, but you, you wouldn't call Red Dead Redemption an RPG. No. Yeah. So like, that's okay. So so there's I like survival and this. crafting elements now, but I mean Minecraft has those too. You know. I I, w- I was part of this conversation on Twitter, and what I said is like, I'm I'm willing to normally go the step of like, oh, if there's like stats and like leveling up and stuff, but like when when the conversation becomes the difference of like. What's an RPG versus what's a blank with RPG elements? I like mentally check out because I can't handle yeah. that conversation. 
So, like, Breath of the Wild is an action RPG adventure with... No, fuck. Breath of the Wild is an action-adventure game with RPG elements, if it makes you happy, you know? But, yeah. like, it's not an RPG. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's the same thing with, like, um, Stalker or Bioshock. It's, like, those are shooters with elements of RPG stuff, you know? Yeah. And also, I just want to put... Ninto sent this, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to point out that... The, the person I'm addressing in what I just said is is not Ninto. I know that he's not saying this. It's just yeah. I'm addressing the hypothetical person that thinks Zelda's an RPG. Just at me, dude. Don't worry about it. Anyways, you said old stupid internet arguments are always a fun topic, so I figured it'd be fun to hear you all talk about it, especially since we have a four-person podcast this time. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yep. no, it's, uh, it's not an RPG. Yeah, no. This is our WAFP stance on Zelda, if Zelda is an RPG. I mean, if, like, you're saying that Zelda is an RPG, that's like saying The Witcher 3 is an RPG. Yeah. It's like saying Final Fantasy Tactics is an RPG. I know, like, right? fuck off. Like, Come on. That's very clearly uh, a tactical decision making game, not an RPG, yeah. you know? It's like, this fuckers come at me, and they're like, Final Fantasy 1 isn't a walking simulator, and that just makes me so mad. You're walking in it, and it's a simulation of walking. Yeah. Come on, people. What's the deal with video game genres? Final Fantasy 1 is a walking simulator. It's true. I I mean... I mean, I'm not really playing as Call of Duty Man, so I feel like it is a third-person shooter in its own way. Feel like Vanquish. Shut up. I'm not. I'm not like... shooting through my own perspective. Yeah, I hear that shit. I, I feel like Vanquish is a, some stupid ass. It's three a.m. I'm not dealing with this shit right now. Vanquish okay. is really like Next a question. rhythm game. Next question. That was the last one. We're stuck here oh. forever. Yeah. Oh shit. It's over. You can't Project, escape. Project Diva is my favorite survival horror. I'm always <laughs> afraid of the next night. I thought you were gonna say Project Cross Zone. Project Cross Zone is my favorite, favorite survival, survival horror. horror. Yeah, I'm always afraid that I might play it. <laughs> uh, well, boys, we've been going for a little over four hours now. Is this uh, the longest one yet? No, the one with Trick went for, on for like five. Oh, did it? I thought it was four as well. No, it went on for five. Oh, oh wait, dear, wait, is this dear. recording four hours or? Yeah, is it recording? Yeah. Okay. Hold did on, we are we still recording? No. Hold on, are we still recording? Yeah. Okay. It's been going. We're, no. We only lost the first twenty-five minutes of our first timeline. It's fine. But it hurt. Uh, the pain is still there, yeah. like a phantom. Oh my god, okay. The phantom boo-boo. Is, does anyone have anything fun and exciting they're looking forward to? That's a thing, podcast. Oh, also, by the way, we really yeah. could do with more people emailing us fun and silly questions. Well, not just questions in general. We we don't get that much. But This that's... week was pretty good. It was, no. but also that's because... We kind of harassed Twitter for yeah, over no, a day. No, that's what I was about to say. I, I think the problem is I keep forgetting to say the email. I just keep saying, now it's time for emails. 
Uh, it's wearefinallyemail at gmail.com. Once again, that's wearefinallyemail at gmail.com. Send in those emails, ask us some stuff. Don't be shy if you're like, ah, I don't think I will. No, no, you listening to this right now that was about to say that you're not going to send in anything, you should definitely send in something. We could always ask use anything. more emails. Ask send them some. Send ask them some me, pictures, ask me, too. Ask, that's weird. Ask me to tell you my opinion on Sonic versus Mario. Oh, God. Oh, we'll talk about that, that next time. Um, Am I allowed to talk about your stance on this right oh now? Oh, God, or? no. God damn it. <laughs> fuck. What are we looking forward to? I, I want to watch Twin Peaks. Uh, Tekken 7. Tekken 7. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to... I'm going to play a little bit more near. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. Oh, me too. Push through I, that. Um, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm enjoying Nier a lot more than I enjoyed Dragon Guard 3, which I dropped. But um, I don't know. It, it's still, honestly, I don't know if it's grabbed me as much as it's grabbed most people yet. So we'll see. It um, takes a bit. Okay. Uh, other than that, I'm actually going to start. I mentioned way, way back on this podcast. I don't even remember what episode. That there is a dot hack sign thing I've always wanted to write or talk about. I might actually try to. I, I might start like rewatching Dot Hack Sign to make some notes and actually maybe try writing that. I don't know if I'm going to do it as like a blog post or try my hand at making some kind of video thing again. We'll see how that ends up. But I'm going to actually maybe start like writing down some thoughts for that. So that's something I'm looking forward to doing. That reminds me. Everyone, check out my fucking cool ass website, Rosin.Zone. Did you pay for that? Fuck yeah, I did. Thirty. <laughs> Thirty dollars a year, baby. Jeez, I didn't know it was thirty bucks a year. Thirty bucks right, a year I'm for Rosin Dot Zone. That's a good price, I guess. I got, I got something I'm looking forward to. I'm gonna talk about it. So, um, since I finally have some summertime, so I have my glass and work, uh, I don't have to do as much for homework, I guess. Uh, I'm finally gonna. I think I'm finally gonna dive into. Uh, because I, uh, it came out when I, when I just had a bunch of, you know, schoolwork, uh, Pseudo 51's The Silver Case, which came out on Steam, and I grabbed oh, that. Oh, shit, and, yeah. I wanted to play I got, that, yeah. Yeah, me too. I gotta, I gotta get that. So, I'm gonna definitely dive into that, because that's, I, I love Pseudo 51. Yeah. That's one of my favorite, favorite dudes. So, that's it. And then I'm just gonna play Dragon's Dogma to my heart's content, because... I love Dragon's Dogma. I want to do that for uh, my upcoming RPG retrospective series thing at some point because I've always wanted to play Dragon's Dogma more than like I-, I played. I played like three hours of it a long time ago when I borrowed it from a friend, and I was like, "This is awesome!" And then I had to give it back because he wanted to yeah, play it more. Um, here's a tip. Here's a tip. Uh, since it's Dark Arisen, when you get to Grand Soren, which is the main city. Talk to the innkeeper, and he'll give you a uh, eternal fairy stone, which lets you teleport. So, because, like, fast travel sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, because if you don't want to walk everywhere, it's real handy. Is it a game that benefits from walking everywhere? I mean, not really. Okay. I mean, I mean, you have to walk out all the time. Okay. So, it's just better to, to teleport back. Because there That's are why. some Western RPGs and stuff I actually prefer not using fast travel because, like, you know, the immersion and stuff, but... You you have limited stamina for running. Oh. So it's kind of... Okay. You, you can't just book it everywhere. For what it's, it's worth, I remember, to... I remember when the game originally first came out, 
not being able to fast travel was one of the major complaints I heard all the time. Yeah, now you can, and uh, it's just it's just it's fun to walk out, but it's not fun to walk all the way back. Yeah. Okay. I like I like walking out because you're fighting and stuff on the on the way to where you need to be for quests and stuff like that. Uh, but it's just really because then you can just go out to the general area where all of them are and just do all of them, and then just teleport back. It's just really kind of and then you'll get like different posts around the area that you can travel to all the time that's about it I think but it's so fun it's so fucking fun it, it, I like what I played of the original for first couple and Dark Arisen is basically the same thing but then with like a, a extra like shit ton of content slapped at the end of the game right yeah pretty much it literally slapped at the end of the game yeah. And New Game Plus is awesome. New Game Plus hard mode are really great modes. I think I might play the PS4 port since. Yeah. Did they that's, port that's Dark cool. Arisen to PS4? Yeah, they yeah, announced going it. To. They just announced yeah. it. Yo, fuck. Oh, shit. Didn't yeah, know that. So, I didn't know yeah. that either. Is that coming nice. out? I believe so. I The Dragon's Dogma Twitter tweeted it out, too. That yeah, it's coming out to PS4 and Xbox One. When? did they Did they have a date? It was like, uh, I don't know when, but they announced it like a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, Man, I've bought, I have Dark Arisen on Steam on PS3. I'm going to buy it a third time. (laughs) Nice. That's like me with like, that's me with that like Hakdono Ken Muso game. I bought that shit like four times for no reason. (laughs) Ken's Rage? Yeah, Ken's Rage. I bought that shit like four times. Hey guys, how many copies of Resident Evil 4 do you own? Um, okay. Uh... Uh, GameCube, Wii, and Steam. No, I, and Xbox 360, Xbox Live. All right, I had, uh, I had I I I had GameCube and PS2. I lost both at some point or sold them for various reasons. Or no, I I lost one I think and gave the other away to a friend. I have the Wii version. I have the PC Ultimate version. I have the PC old version that's pirated. I have the PS3 version and I have the PS4 version. <laughs> I only have two copies: this PS2 version and the PC port. I also only have two copies. My original. Yeah, why do you PS2 have like copy. ten? <laughs> I got a PS2 video game. You know what though? Wii version still my favorite. Yeah, yeah Wii's great. I like the Wii a lot. Blah blah blah. The motion controls for that game are phenomenal. Some more like be- more like yeah. motion. Failures. We found someone that hates fun. Motion failures was my favorite Bloodborne boss sack. (laughs) More like the lame. Oh, there's a cool ass Sartorius figure on sale at Crunchyroll that's coming out in like 2018 that maybe you want to jump on if you're a fan of us. I ordered it. It'll probably come out and be bad because I recommended it. Yeah, the official WAP seal of approval. It uh, pre-orders close on June nineteenth, two thousand seventeen. So you're gonna have to work really hard to top the art that you used for the last podcast. Me and Johnson were on. Oh, Shimagami yeah. Tensei Stranger Things. What the fuck was it? Hold on, let me pull uh, it up. I have it up. Shimagami Tensei Stranger Art oh. Online Extreme versus Force. You're gonna, you're gonna say the thing. You're gonna say the thing. Oh no! 
featuring Harambe from the We Are Finally podcast series. Oh, gee. no! Hey, oh my God, that's relevant. No, you made him remember. That's relevant. That's Follow relevant. You. One year since Why? Harambe's passing. Uh, oh, fucking rust in fuck. peace. No. We almost went through the whole podcast. Also, also during that, during that Dicks one out. year, during that one year, Gundam versus is announced for the West. So hey, yeah, hey, that's kind of yeah. relevant. Yeah, that looks good. Anyways, are we done? Yeah, we're. we're... Can, I, can I go? Dude. Jeez. <laughs>